On the advice of counsel, I invoke my Fifth Amendment privilege against self-incrimination and respectfully decline to answer your question. Do you think you've done anything wrong? On the advice of counsel, I invoke my Fifth Amendment privilege against self-incrimination and respectfully decline to answer your question. I'd like to yield to time to uh, Congressman Gowdy, South Carolina. Uh, thank you, Mr. Chairman. Is it pronounced Shkreli? Yes, sir. See there, you can answer some questions. That would didn't incriminate you. I just want to make sure you understand you are welcome to answer questions and not all of your answers are going to subject you to incrimination. You understand that, don't you? I intend to follow the advice of my counsel, not yours. On the advice of counsel, I invoke my Fifth Amendment privilege and respectfully decline to answer to, um, shit. Dean. Yeah, I Let's saw start. the joke. I saw the joke coming, and then you fucked it up. Oh, Jesus. That would have been good, too. It would have. Let's mourn. Well, that joke was an abortion. <laughs> Clearly, I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> there you go, you brought it back. <laughs> All right, uh, well, this is Drinky Files. Uh, we have a guest in the studio, don't we? We do. Should we introduce ourselves first? We should. Who are you? I'm Dino. Who are you? I'm Ryan. Nice to meet you. Uh, you too. <laughs> Remind me again, why am I here? Who are uh, we're going to talk into a mic and bullshit for about an hour and 45 minutes or two hours, and then we're going to go home. Okay. Well, we're going to hang out here because you have to sober up, and then we're going to go home. Okay. All right. Is, is there pizza involved? There's usually pizza involved, yes. All right, sweet. I like, <laughs> I like pizza. <laughs> All right. Uh, who's our guest? Um, our guest is my sister, Caitlin. What's up? Be loud. Be yeah. Be loud. That's as loud as I go. <laughs> unless I'm screaming at children. <laughs> you scream at children. That's, That's what she does for them. a job. Wait a minute. You scream at children for a living? Totally. Not really. Kind oh. Of. Okay. More or less. What What do you do? I am a behavior therapist for kids with autism. Hmm. That makes sense. That would make me scream. <laughs> it does. Lots of days. <laughs> just I, I'd just be in a corner after just in, in just huddled up in a fetal position, just yelling into a pillow. I don't have the patience for that kind of thing. That's basically every interaction with me and children. <laughs> you screaming to a pillow in the fetal position? He's not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that is excellent. Okay. So you are our guest. You said that's your sister, right? I, I did. Remember. Okay, good. I think Making so. Sure. Okay, well, on this day, sir, we have a drink, don't we? We do have a drink. What is our drink? The Caribou Lou. Caribou Lou. As... Possibly invented, the way I understand it, but I think so. more at least made famous by Tech Nine. Yes, exactly, Tech Nine. Uh, what are the ingredients uh, as Tech Nine? One fifty one Malibu rum, pineapple juice. Now you're having some fun. <laughs> <laughs> Could I have said that any more right? <laughs> oh my God. I hope not, because I tried my hardest. Well, well, <laughs> one fifty one rum, uh -huh. pineapple juice, uh -huh. and the Malibu. Uh huh. Uh, caribou make them all numb. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. Do you remember the next one? No. Okay. Make baby girl come out of her shell. 
Don't stop till the cops come. Yes, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Took All me right. a minute. So, let us drink this drink Let's... of drinks. It's not bad. It's not. It's it pretty good. Like pineapple juice. Yeah, it, it does very much of pineapple juice. Pineapple juice. <laughs> yeah, I can kind of taste the coconut. Uh huh. There's a there's yeah. a little bit. I can taste the Malibu. Mm-hmm. I can taste the pineapple. I can't taste the 151. Thank God. I, there's a there's a touch of it on the back of your tongue. Yeah, just a touch. Yeah. I'm. This drink actually scares me. It, yeah. Right. It, it doesn't <laughs> taste alcoholic. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, this could be. But it has 151 in frightening. it. Frightening. Yeah, well, not that much. We'll I be mean, dead by the end of the night. Well, I only put two shots of 151, and that split up amongst all of us. Yeah. It was like two shots of 151, three shots of Malibu, and then the rest was of it was just pineapple juice. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think we're good. Okay. Uh, what, what, um... What, um? What, um? Uh, whew, sorry. I lost my Do you remember off. how to do the show, Dean? I do. It's been a minute, <laughs> man. We came back and we did the one with Sam and Stephanie. Yep. Good episode, by the way. Yeah, I liked it. That it was, was a good episode. It was a very good episode. Um, we came back, we did that, and I've been like way out of it for a while. Yeah, yeah. So, what have, uh, what have you been up to? Anything? Yeah. Last... Uh, well, really, I've just been trying to like get job stuff in order. I've been trying to update my resume and and find places to send it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the challenge. <laughs> Yeah, it can be, especially when you uh, are applying for writing positions and you have no internship history. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> nice! That was kind of weak, yeah, actually. Really yeah. Well, you're right in front of the mic. I am right in front of the mic. <laughs> That's your position right now. So, uh, yeah, you're, um, uh, yeah, it's not fun. No, no. It's very I stressful. spent plenty hours looking for jobs and internships and... Not easy. Nope. Not easy. Okay, so, uh, Screlly. Yeah, Screlly. He, he, uh, he doesn't want to take Trig out his advice. He would rather take the advice of his counsel. It's probably a good move. I don't know who his lawyer is, but I like him. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. I mean, when you have as much money as Screlly has, you can get the best lawyer. Exactly. You can get a lawyer where... you if you if ha- When you have as much money as Screlly has, you can actually get away with sitting in front of a congressional panel and saying, No, I'm not going to answer over and over again, and they will do nothing. I mean, legally, they couldn't do anything if you didn't have money, but they probably would. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm People I'm, without money are probably more susceptible to being bullied, yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but Scrully is the guy that bought the Wu-Tang album that wasn't released. This dude is so white. White, right? That, that's, that's one of the... That's, that's when I figured this, out that this, this was dude that is, guy. This dude is like, whiter what? than I am. Wait a minute. But he seems like the kind of guy that would buy a Wu-Tang album. Oh, I'm sure like, he bought it like as a, a collector's yeah, like item. to have it. Yeah. Not even to listen to it. He's no. probably just enough of a dickhole that he bought it and never listened to it. Probably. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. This dude absolutely just walked all over this congressional panel. Yeah, and he's a douche. I don't like him, but I like him here <laughs> because I hate the people he's talking to more. <laughs> yeah, that I don't have a whole lot to say about that. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> yeah, it was wonderful, man. 
That was a, a good clip. And everyone's talking about how much of a dick he is, and I'm just sitting here like, I don't know, I'm kind of a fan. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know he's a total... This is the guy that his... Um, it was it was his business that came up with an AIDS treatment that's pretty good, and they basically priced themselves out of the market. Like, it's so expensive. Yeah. Like, nobody can get it. And... That's that's what he was there for. Actually, was the congressional panel was asking him. He was like, they were like, "Well, you this is too expensive. What are you doing?" And he's like, uh, "I'm not going to answer that." <laughs> <laughs> On the advice of my counsel, I invoke my Fifth Amendment rights. I'm not yeah. going to go through the whole thing again because I'd mess it up again. On the advice of the counsel, I will not train the boy. <laughs> oh, deep cut. <laughs> A little bit. I don't know. I saw the poster, and that made me decide that was a good joke to make. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so we got him. Okay, I just wanted to explain our opening clip. What have you been up to recently, man? Uh, schoolwork. I, three weeks in, and already slammed with schoolwork. That sounds terrible. Yeah. What, what do you, uh, what, what's the big project? Uh, it's no big projects, it's just homework in all of my classes. Oh, jeez. I hate that. Yeah. I had two programs due, uh, for my operating systems class, and taking fucking probabilities again. And we've talked about this before, you, you were a comp sci major. Yeah. Uh, as was Stephanie from the last show. Yep. Um, by the way, do you, do you know if she enjoyed being on the last show? Have you talked to her since then? Uh, I haven't. She enjoyed herself. She had a good time. Excellent. That's <laughs> good to hear. Uh, okay, so cool. So you've been doing a lot of a lot of homework. A lot of homework. I'm gonna live vicariously through you because I miss that now. <laughs> now that it's like I have to get a job, I actually I I want to be back where you are because it's it's not fun not being what no what what you don't want to be back there where he is it's, it's not a fun place you're insane <laughs> certifiably insane i much prefer being in school to well trying to find employment i mean i'd i'd also rather be in school and trying to find employment but i'd rather be employed than in school not all it's cracked up to be that's probably true i would probably agree with that i picked a field of study where i don't have to deal with screaming kids all day that's true. I don't have to deal with screaming kids. They bite and hit and kick, too. <laughs> <laughs> they don't just scream. They're not limited to that. Oh, Jesus. Uh, it's nice to know your autistic kids are well-rounded. They are. <laughs> Full range of behaviors. Speaking of autism, I heard an interesting thing earlier uh, about how the, the there have been several studies done about fMRIs on autistic kids and stuff. And how they might be able to indicate autism, but there's been there have been a lot of doctors saying like, "Oh, this works," and the people that did the studies are like, "No, we don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> we think it might." And then a lot of doctors were here like, "Scan the kid," and the people who did the study are like, "No, don't scan. The, it doesn't. We don't know if it does anything yet." <laughs> well, isn't that how everything goes? I mean, they have experimental procedures mm-hmm. where they can get the, um, I don't know if they grow it or what, but they can get the missing cone in colorblind people's eyes. Yeah. Except they haven't tested it on humans yet. It's all animal testing. And, like, 
The doctors... Oh, but animal testing, it's so terrible. <laughs> Even if we can cure certain types of blindness. The, the doctors doing all the research get tons of letters and emails from people like, can you please try this on me? Just experiment on me. Yeah. Please. I don't want to be colorblind. Well, the, the big problem with the autism thing is that there's a lot of money in drugs. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that, that's happening is that a lot of... Everyone knows that doctors prescribe medications unnecessarily and get kickbacks. In some cases, it's illegal, but some do it. Um, uh, the, everyone knows that that happens sometimes. Yeah. And there's a there's a thing. There's just it's just a reaction I think that modern medicine has. It's just like how can we put a pill in it? Yeah. And this new thing has basically has some doctors thinking, oh, we can just scan a person and then give we them know. pills. And then it's like, no, 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 there's a whole other psychological element to it and just, like, all this other stuff that, that no, you can't do that. <laughs> Not yet, at least. <laughs> exactly. Maybe one day we'll achieve the singularity and we'll all be brains inside a computer. And... I've been watching Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I want that world. <laughs> I know it's a dystopia, but I feel like if I existed in that world... I, okay, intellectually. Mm -hmm. I know that if I existed in that world, I would be... One of the fat guys in a basement who dies because of too much VR porn. Like, I know I would be that guy. Uh -huh. But, but, I like to entertain the thought of possibly being, like, the major. <laughs> in Ghost in the Shell, in that world. Doesn't everyone, isn't, that's, like, most of anime, most American television, most television and movies yeah. is, like... Written as power fantasy. Exactly. If, it's like... not a, if it's not a biopic, it's it's about the audience. Yeah. Yeah. That's. I mean, there's an interesting thing about the neutral mask. Um, yep. Understanding comics. Uh, there's a there's a there's a bit in understanding comics about how um, less specificity means more engagement from an audience. Yeah. So like, on on one end of the, it's a spectrum basically, and he uses the Mona Lisa. On one end of the spectrum is the Mona Lisa. Mm -hmm. Where every every engage all the engagement for the audience is about the picture, like who is this, what is she thinking, what is she doing, all this other things that people think are incredible. I personally look at it, it's like yeah, it's a good picture, but it's just an expression. Yeah, I've seen that expression on people's faces. It, I, I don't care what she's thinking because she's not real. And to be honest, this was painted over a picture of Leonardo da Vinci of a, of a self portrait that I probably would have rather seen. So, <laughs> like, they scanned it, and under it is, it's just a reused canvas from an old self-portrait of Leonardo da Vinci. I'm like, I would have preferred to see that yeah. than this Mona Lisa. But, whatever, I'm, I'm just an asshole. So, <laughs> that, that's what the spectrum is. The Mona Lisa to the girl on the bathroom, women's restroom sign. Yep, the... The most generic representation exactly. of you of that female. someone else exactly. can put out there. That every woman in the world identifies with this triangular female right here. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, and that's one of the things about the neutral mask. The neutral mask is why Keanu Reeves never makes expressions in his movies. Uh-huh. Because that's your job. You fill in those blanks because you're the one. Yeah. You're Neo. Yep. And, and stuff like that. Or you're John Wick. Which I think is probably even better than most of the Matrix movies. You're Luke Skywalker. You are, yes, you are Luke Skywalker. You are Harry Potter. You are all these characters with the neutral mask. Based you just you will reject the advice of counsel and train the boy. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you are yeah. 
I think that's one of the actually. I think that's one of the reasons the prequels kind of sucked mm-hmm. was because it was like, here's Anakin, a character with a personality and such and such. Uh, no, I, I don't, I don't want that in my Star Wars. <laughs> I'm not convinced that's why they sucked, but well, that's... they sucked for innumerable reasons. They're objectively bad movies, but <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean that's just one of the things about it that I think turned people off was like, I don't want a story about this guy. I want to be this guy. Yeah, make me want to be this guy. I don't know, but. What were we talking about? Uh, yes. Okay. Um, Shkreli. But somehow we got on the neutral mask. It's gonna be a good podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is gonna be a good one. Okay, um, so yeah, Martin Shkreli, total dick, but I like him in this instance, and that picture has gotta be one of the most smug pictures. That's more smug looking than smug Han Solo. That is the... Best, uh, most epitomical? It's the epitome. Yes. I wanted to work that word into a sentence in a way it wasn't meant to be used. That that face is the epitome of contempt. I agree. I agree. And it's just, it's just... It's beautiful. ...rimming with smugness. And this is one of the pictures I was thinking about right here. Yep. That's all, all our audience can see that and enjoy that with us. It's the, if you ever see this still, just Google image search Han Solo convenient. And it's the moment when, uh, Luke, they're, they're being taken out to the Dune Sea to be fed to the monster. And it's in Return of the Jedi. And they're going out on the skiff out into the Dune Sea. And, uh, Han Solo says he can't, he's, his vision's starting to come back, and Luke says, there's not much to see, I was born on this planet, you know? And Han Solo looks over at him, side-eyes him, and says, you're gonna die here, you know? Convenient. <laughs> 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 and the still of Han Solo's face when he says convenient is one of the most wonderful expressions I've ever seen in film. <laughs> it's It's pretty good. I love it. It's... They've made gifs out of it, and I say gifs. I will not not say gifs. I will always say gifs because it's a it's a it's a it's a gif. Hop on the jife train. I'm not gonna get on the jife train. Hop on the jife train. No, even jif makes more sense than jife. Where's the y? Where's the y in jife? That's the point. Do you know where that came from? No, I don't actually. Mike Rugnetta of PBS Idea Channel yeah, started it. Yeah, he says jifes. He says yeah, jifes because uh, they did an episode on gifs. Okay. And so, in the episode, he alternated back and forth, GIF and JIF. Uh-huh. And he did that because no matter what he said, people were not going to be happy. And mm-hmm. people still weren't happy. They didn't like him flip-flopping. Of course not. So, in the response video to that, he came back and was like, I'm so tired of this debate, I'm just going to call it a jife. Just get it wrong on purpose so that everyone will... Yeah. Yeah. And then I hopped on the jife train. I'm, I'm sorry, but I am... Uh... I am, my ass is firmly seated on the side of GIF. That is where I would fall if I wasn't being ironic and snarky. Yeah. Well, the guy that made it, he came out and he was like, it's pronounced like a J. Shut up. It's not your word anymore. It's it's graphic image format with a G. That's exactly right. On top of that, it's one of those issues to me that's almost like, you know, when, when an artist makes a painting or a song, or we were just talking about with the Mona Lisa, I don't think Leonardo da Vinci was being like, no one's going to know what she's thinking. But that's what it became in the popular culture. It's like, what's she thinking? For some reason, people fucking care what the Mona Lisa is. Mm. Anyway, 
that's no longer theirs. Like it, it's it's up to culture to create meaning for that. And I see the same thing with the word GIF. I don't care what you think, creator, because this is what culture's done with it. We know how grammar works. Exactly. And they just arbitrarily changed it. I remember all the headlines popping up. Yeah. Oh, we think it's GIF now. What made you think that? Why? I'm sorry. This is the same problem that I have with a lot of... <laughs> to me, the whole GIF issue... Uh-huh. ...is... Is a, a microcosm of a lot of the problems that society has. <laughs> okay. Which is, we care about useless shit like this too much. <laughs> <coughs> so much so that it took over the internet when they decided to change the pronunciation. So, what you're telling me is the debate between GIF and JIF is <sighs> the the. I wish we knew his name. The creator of the J G that's a G I F yes graphic image formats. Mm-hmm. It's his commentary yes. on pop culture society. Um, I don't know that it's his commentary so much as it's his fault, <laughs> and I don't know what exactly I'm blaming him for, but something is his fault. I know what I'm blaming him for. Reaction gifts on Tumblr. That's his fault. I that is his that. fault. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I'm out of drink. I am also out of drink. You out of drink? Basically. Okay. Let's get a refill, man. Let's get a refill. Ah. Let's make Caitlin talk more next segment. We should. She's on her phone. <laughs> 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 his last name, so it's Steve something. Steve Vi? Stevie Wonder. So it's W H I L I don't Will Will he Wilhelm Wilhelm Steve Wilhelm ah! <laughs> W I L H I T E Will Height Sure W I L H I T E W I L H I T E W I L H I T E Is it Germanic? Germanic Is it Germanic? Uh German doesn't have silent E's so that'd be like Will Height That's you're true you're, you're true. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I am indeed true. <laughs> I am the truth, the life, and the way. Oh my god! <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh, Jesus. This is sad. That's that's where we end this segment. I'm Jesus. Okay, you're Jesus. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> We're getting more drinks! <laughs> <laughs> You're 21 now? Yeah. No, 22, sorry. Uh, Dean. Hey. What? I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22. I'm sorry. (laughs) Everything will be alright if you keep me next to you. Okay, I will do that. Um, No, I I think, I think, uh, at the pace that I, I don't drink that much, but I don't know. Being 22, it, it makes you feel more like an alcoholic when you drink. Yeah. Yeah. I've just felt like a college kid. I was like, oh, I'm... Well, I already graduated, too, so oh, I don't have right. that either. 
So it just makes me feel like an alcoholic when I drink. No, you're officially an alcoholic. <laughs> We're back now. Uh, you just heard Caribou Lou by Tech Nine. Yes, you did. We're, I love we're that getting song. Th- <laughs> I didn't haven't even lit up. Are we yet. all coughing at the same time? You you didn't. You need to join. You need to join us. Join us and cough. Ah, there you go. Congratulations. Um, um, yeah, we're getting themesy with the show, like doing drinks and songs and. This is called production, sir. We're starting to actually produce this thing. I have nothing to say. I was like, <laughs> I was. I saw the wheels turning. Bound and determined it. to come back with something pithy, <laughs> and uh, n- I nope. saw the wheels turning. But I, 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 there was a certain point at which I was like, mm, "This is gonna die. This is gonna die." Yeah, that was. Uh, it's. It's. You know what they say? Silence is golden. Uh, well, yes, but not in an audio medium. So. <laughs> Silence. Silence is what we call dead air. So, um, it's my birthday today. Yes. Yes. Happy birthday, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Um, I, uh, I, I'm 22 now. As I said, I'm no longer in college. So when I drink, if it makes me feel, I don't drink very often, but when I do, it makes me feel more like an, like an alcoholic than like, like you said, college kid or like 21 year old. It, it's, it's different. For whatever reason, since, like, Christmas, I've been drinking less. I actually... I don't drink as much as I used to, either. I used to average, like, a beer or a glass of whiskey a night. Yeah. And I'm now at, like, a beer or a glass of whiskey twice a week. Yeah. I don't, I, I pretty much quit drinking beers and ales. And, like, like by ales, I mean, like, apple ales and, uh-huh. and ciders and things like that. I've completely quit drinking those for... I'm not sure why. I think they're just too filling. Yeah, um, but I, I drink them every now and then. I'll get a six pack of a Guinness drought, and then I'll I'll, I'll have a beer if I go out. Uh-huh. But I don't really drink beer that much in my free time anymore. Yeah, I still buy and drink beer. I don't yeah. do Guinness because I'm a snob. But you're a snob. Yeah. What? What? Okay. So, what? What? What beer do you buy usually? What's your mainstay? I uh, have never bought the same beer twice thus far. Uh, that's a lie. No. Yeah. Are you like? I've bought, are you I've drinking, bought two are you like six a, packs of Shiner. But okay. Are you? Are you like a beer hipster? Like, are you drinking like? I have. I have in, like in my fridge right now. I have a really great coffee ale from the local Deep Ellum Brewery. And, uh... That's, that's part of the reason I like this place. Like, there's a ton of micro I have, around I have an IPA, not a good IPA, mind you, but I have an IPA from the local Stone Brewery. Okay. The, there's a, there's a really wild IPA that, uh, Sam Adams makes called Rebel Rouser. Yeah. Dude. I need to try it. I've heard of it. fuck you up. Yeah? Yeah. It's 8.5%. Nice. So, like, if you're a person who will drink, like, three beers, right? Which isn't mm-hmm. a lot of beer. No. If you're a person who will drink three beers, you'll drink, like, two of these, maybe. Yeah. Because, like, three beers, for a person who drinks three beers, it, it doesn't really affect you. It, it you, you might get a slight buzz, but it's not, like, you're not, it's fine. Listeners, pro tip. You can have, like, you can go to a bar, you can have, like, three good craft brews, or you can have, like, six Miller High Lifes. That's true. And if those... you're looking to get fucked up. The point I was making is, like... You can enjoy drinking beer, or you can drink Miller. That's true. Yeah, that's true. 
I, I don't know. I, I personally, I, I, I like a Guinness. I just like a Guinness. I like it. It's a nice thick kind of... It's sort of like a, it's like a meal in a bottle. I ha- have actually never tried it. I kind of just, on principle, stay away from any of the big names. Like, I've never actually had any Miller. I've never had any Coors or any Bud or anything. The only, the only, like, American ale like that that I'll actually, or lager like that that I'll actually drink is, uh, Michelob Ultra, which I'm not sure if it's an ale or a lager, but it's, Actually, a really good summer beer. Yeah, it tastes like beer. It's a little, little bit watery, but it's um, it's a good kind of light beer for the summer. It doesn't weigh you down. It's not like you're drinking bread, like when you're drinking a Guinness. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's not bad. It's also super light on carbs. At some point, probably I'll have to try like the main beer brands, but I've never not- had a Coors. I've never had a Bud, a Bud Light, or a Budweiser. Yeah, I've never had a regular Miller. Never had any of those. The, I guess Shiner doesn't really count because Shiner is local for us. Yeah, Um, it is. And when, like, when I Shiner is a big Texas thing. When I go to Phoenix, they don't have Shiner there. Um, Yeah. Blue Moon. I've had I've had Blue Moon. Actually, really, I really like Blue Moons. Um, those are some of my favorite. It's not a blue moon's not a pale ale, is it? I couldn't tell you. I don't. I don't pay that much attention. I, it's one of my favorite lighter beers. Yeah, it, it's not. It's I've never had it, but I've, I've heard it's not bad. It's pretty good. Of course, that's one of those things though. It's totally subjective. Like, have you ever watched like a like a whiskey or a wine taster describe things? If you get like three of them and you do them individually, they'll put them in like a like a YouTube video or something like that. One of the things I've noticed about it is that it's totally fucking subjective. Yeah, like. One one whiskey taster will sit there and say, "Ooh, it's got notes of bloody blah and some other shit," and the other taster's finding something totally different in it. Yeah, it's not. It's that whole racket is kind of bullshit. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's an art form as much as anything. Exactly, and like any other art, it's totally stylistic and subjective and, and all this other stuff. But that said, I don't know. I'm I haven't been drinking a lot of beer. How much beer have you been drinking? Way less than y'all. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. When did you turn 21? July. July? Oh, that makes sense, though. Did you make it through the, the beer that I made you buy? Oh, there's still three in my fridge. Three of what? Because I made uh, you buy two of them, right? Two, two six-packs. Uh, the Blood and Honey. Blood and Honey. Yeah. I'm not really thrilled with those. It's okay. It's mainly there because I don't drink on work nights. So yeah. it's just weekends, and I'm hardly ever home on the weekends, so I'm not drinking my beer, I'm drinking other people's beer. <laughs> that makes sense. I was, uh, I drank, when I was drinking the most, I probably would have, like, a white Russian or two every few days. When I was drinking the most, I was having three. And then on the weekend, I would, I would, it was like, every weekend I would drink a little bit more than I probably should. I wouldn't get, like, like hammered and black out, but I would drink a little bit more than I should every weekend when I was drinking the most. Yeah. I went through a time, like a month last semester, where I was having like three glasses of whiskey a night. Yeah, during dead week before finals? Dude. No, it was earlier in the semester than that. During dead week before finals, I drank like like too much. I would sit there and study and study and then just be like, I don't fucking, I'm so, ugh. And just get stressed out. Yeah. And they'd be like, I'm drinking. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just going to drink. <laughs> but that's a common thing, though. Yeah. You see that everywhere. And there's actually a term, too. I found this fascinating. I just broke this thing in the ashtray. <laughs> um, there's actually a term, too, for a fuck buddy that's just for finals week. 
<laughs> it's not the worst idea. It, it, dude, I, amazing stress relief, I'm sure. Yeah. <clears throat> there was something I wanted to talk about. Yeah? Yeah. I am just fascinated by this. Um, I have to remember what it's called. Here, it's. I have a link to it on my face bag. Face bag. Let me see. Um, somebody commented here. Virtua doll. Have you seen this? Nope. This is a video game controller. This is a basically a big flashlight with two handles on the sides. Oh, and oh, you use it with um, with. I wish the video would show. Designed with a force feedback device that lets players feel the game. It works with Oculus. Of course it does. So they made a video for the Oculus. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's right, baby. And the Indiegogo got shut down, but not because of what it is. No? Nope. Why'd the Indiegogo get shut down? They shut it down because pre-orders were too high. <laughs> oh, that doesn't surprise they me They brought it back today. All. Yeah? Because they had to build out more infrastructure for the pre-orders. Damn. So they brought it back today. Damn. The Indiegogo is live again. <laughs> that reminds me of that one gif that it starts with a, a mother walking down the hall and she opens the room and it's her son in the... The thing that they do with Oculus that you like stand in so you can walk and simulate. Yeah, it's like walking. a it's it's kind of like a treadmill, but it's a ball. Yeah, he's he's standing in one of those. He's got his Oculus on playing yeah. porn, and he's got I think it's one of those actually. It looked just like that on, and his mom walks in on him, and <laughs> it is. <laughs> I mean, that is awesome. If you're browsing porn on the computer, you can close the tab. And, like, well, pull your pants up. That depends. There's a story, actually, that I've told many people. And this is... this is At the time, it was embarrassing and weird for everybody, and my parents were freaked out and all this other stuff. Nowadays, I look back on it, and I'm like, that is one of the funniest things that's ever happened to me. <laughs> so, I was probably 11 years old. Uh-huh. Or, or 12, but probably 11. And... No, probably 12. And it doesn't matter. So I'm sitting there, and I got my first computer on my uh, on Christmas when I turned ten, the year that I turned ten. Uh huh. The, at the end of that year, I got a computer on Christmas. Uh huh. So of course you're a pubescent boy, and you have a computer. Uh huh. In the 21st century. Uh huh. What do you do? Watch YouTube videos of cats. <laughs> I did a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> But I also did a lot of something that's a lot more common. <laughs> the only uh, thing more prevalent on the internet than YouTube videos of cats. The word will come to me in a minute. It's, uh, trolls. Trolls. Probably more prevalent than cats. <laughs> Not what I'm talking about. Uh, I found porn. 
Wait, what? I yes, I I found porn and at one point I was uh I, I was sitting there and I was watching porn and I was doing what you do while you watch porn. And um knitting. Uh <laughs> I was weaving a basket. <laughs> so I'm sitting there and I'm watching porn and we're doing all this and blah 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 blah. And we're I'm doing all this. <laughs> There's no other parties involved. And my mom opens up the door. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, I used to play Xbox Live a lot. Uh-huh. And the way that I described how this happened to my friends, when I was describing this to my friends, uh, when we were on Xbox Live, probably the next week or something, I was on Xbox Live with my friends, and I was telling them about the story, and I described it as... I described it thusly. I was able to put the controller away, but I couldn't get back to the dashboard. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So... <laughs> There's a uh, th- that happened to me at a young age. I got a I got a talking to. I'm so sorry. Um, uh, but the thing is, they weren't shitty about it. I think I think they just thought I was a little young. Yeah. Because they weren't shitty about it. They weren't like God hates you for for doing that. They weren't like that at all. So and and they wouldn't be. My parents aren't like that. But I, I, I was... clearly they're not doing their job as good Christian parents. Yeah, I should have been thrown in a dungeon or something. <laughs> But no, they were they were a dungeon with fuzzy handcuffs. <laughs> <laughs> Whips and shit. <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah, so what I want to actually talk about where what where this is um that this is having to something do with something is um a lot of the commenters on here there's a lot of people who are on here just like, "Oh, isn't that cool?" Mm-hmm. And that's awesome. There are a lot of women on here who are pissed off because they titled this video The Future of High-Tech Masturbation. And a lot of women on here are mad because this is a product for males, and they said masturbation, not male masturbation. They didn't specify. (laughs) So there's a lot of women on here mad about that, even though the company said on their Indiegogo that if this got enough traction, they would make a female version. Uh Uh-huh. They just had to sell this one to get the capital to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So, let's it, be honest, this one is women. going to sell better than the other one. Yeah, exactly. And they're not excluding f- women. Mm-hmm. They just can only make... You can't mass produce two versions of this. I mean, you could if you were, like, a well-established yeah, company with the, the capital. It, but they and... don't have the capital for that, so they have to make one. They have to tool up to make one of them, and then... And then, yeah. Yeah, that's how manufacturing, you know, works. And apparently that's lost on a lot of people who are looking for a reason to get offended, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm I was I was so surprised. And then you also have of course the people that I would probably say are assholes who are on there that are like what kind of a fat loner is going to sit there and fuck it. And I'm just sitting here like what, what the fuck let people do what they want to do. Who was it who said that all of Bernie Sanders supporters were young masturbating? <laughs> Oh, I love that clip. That was one of my favorite ISOs in all of the ISOs that I've ever heard. Is that guy saying these are these are childless men in their thirties who masturbate to anime? <laughs> and I'm just like, my granddad is a Trump supporter, and I'm sitting here like, my granddad's not a childless thirty year old man who masturbates to anime. He doesn't know oh, what anime was is. that people who support Trump? I thought it was people who supported Bernie. Mm-mm. They were talking about Trump supporters. No one who supports Trump watches anime. Those are all backwards <laughs> no! hits. No! 
Right? It was fascinating. But, um... <laughs> Jeez, get your demographics right. I'm sure it was right. about Trump supporters. It might have been. I, I don't think it was about Bernie supporters, because a lot of Bernie supporters are women. I see a lot of female Bernie supporters. I see a lot of Bernie supporters, because we're young. Yeah. And, and everybody wants their college to be free. Yeah. Rather than solving the actual problem itself, which I'm not going to get into that. Um, <laughs> we have another podcast for that. We do. There is another one. Uh, but yeah, that's one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about that, actually. I wanted to talk to you about the people on here who, not necessarily the women who are f- trying so hard to find something to be offended by, because if they actually did any research, they would know they're planning on making a female version of this. No one's being excluded. Also, fuck you, because, like, if I walk into a shop, like a sex shop, it's mostly toys for chicks. Coptimus Prime, the laser-guided dildo rocket. <laughs> laser-guided dildo rocket. Have you seen that? It's not actually uh, Cards Against Humanity. It's the cr- Crabs Adjust Humanity. Crabs Adjust Humanity version. Yeah. I am not a fan of that uh, game. Yeah. I I like the game, but it's it, it kind of gets old after a while. Eventually, you've seen all the cards. I don't even... <sighs> Consider it a game, really. I mean, that position isn't defensible without like getting into the argument of what is a game. What is a game? Yeah. Which there is no definitive answer. I imagine you would lose that argument just because of it has cards and there are rules. Yes, but it's also pretty deterministic. That's true. You just and it's also incredibly random. It's randomized in what cards you get. Yeah. It's randomized in. Who draws what card? Well, randomization but doesn't make something not a game either. No, no, it doesn't. Like, and okay, a lot of games Blackjack. have a lot of good randomization. Yeah. And Blackjack is all randomization. But once you get past that, like, you just take a couple rounds to learn each person's sense of humor, and then who, exactly. whoever has the best card that plays to that sense of humor wins. Yeah, well, that's it, that's if the... if. The, and this is where you probably have the best argument for it not being a game. That's if the goal is to win. Mm-hmm. Because for me, the goal of Cards Against Humanity is not to win. It's to just shoot the shit with some friends yeah, and have and some to drinks. Me, the and... goal of Cards Against Humanity is to be fun. Yeah. I see that as the goal of that game. And you don't get points for fun. I mean, you might if the person who does it is picking the funniest one, but they don't always do that. No. And I mean, funny is really subjective. Exactly. Like... Like I said, you just have to learn people's sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Like, there's the guy who likes racist humor, and there's... Yeah. Uh, using, Everyone else is going to grow, but he's going to die. Using yeah. actual examples from our friends group, there's the girl who wants, like, anthropology and... Uh, yeah, so if you use, like, Social rights-based yeah. humor if and... If you use, like, the starving kids in Africa card or, or whatever. Or um, smallpox blankets. Yes, those cards will win with her. Yeah, it happens. It, it eventually devolves into that, and eventually you've seen all the cards, and it kind of... It, it, like, when, when somebody lays down... Pac-Man furiously guzzling cum can only be funny so many times. Yeah. And then eventually it's just like, oh, that card, okay. And it, it's never funnier in context, nope. in the context of the main card. So it's a fun game to play a few times, but then it gets old. Yeah, it gets old real fast. Yeah. And I, I guess that still makes it a game that just makes it a game with low replay value. Yeah, exactly. That makes it a uh, bullet storm. Yeah. A game with low replay value. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, this thing, though, fascinates me, and the response is about... About what kind of lonely fat fucker would blah, 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 blah. 
Or just go out and find women to fuck. That's a little that's a little weird, isn't it? And there there's there's comments on here that are like, just go out and find a woman to have sex with. Really? <laughs> like That's, that's like how you view the world. Borderline misogynist. <laughs> I know. Like that's, that's what what you've done there when you say just go out and find a woman to have sex with is you have you have essentially equated women to a video game controller that sucks your dick. Yeah. <laughs> like you said that those are the same thing. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not the right way to see the world, I don't think. <laughs> but can this video game controller make me sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> We are still good for something. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a lot of women on here who were very angry about this. And I saw a lot of guys on here who were very judgy about it. A lot of the women didn't tend to be very judgy. They were just angry that it even exists. Yeah. A lot of the guys were very judgy. They were like, What does kids can't actually get laid? The kind of shit you hear in high school. Those are the same guys that are going to buy it. <laughs> no, those are the guys. Yes, thank you so much. Those are the guys who think that like the alternative of going to a bar, getting drunk off your ass, and picking up some girl who you wouldn't look at, at twice call. if you were sober. Yeah, think that that is like a preferable substitute. Like, yeah, fucking no. Yeah, exactly. I, I, there's a I, I don't know. It's one of those things. Like, okay. There were some of these people on here who were commenting that I was reading into the subtext of the words they were saying, and that's always dangerous to do on the internet. Uh huh. But because this, you can't carry across tone and exactly lots of implied. There's not things. a whole lot of subtext, but yeah. reading into the subtext of some of the things that they were saying, especially some of the women, not all of them, and of course, not all the women on here were shitty about it. Yeah, a, a lot of women on here were just like, "Oh, that looks interesting. Like, that's cool. I wonder if I'll make one for me." Like, that kind of thing. Uh -huh. That, to me, is the right way to see this. Like, yeah, it's fucking... Look at this technology that makes you come. That's awesome. <laughs> but, like, that, it was one of the things that a lot of the women on there seemed threatened by it. You're struggling. I am. Like... Why are you struggling? I'm very fascinated now, because I see you're thinking about it. I mean... This is just porn, but new. It's a new kind of porn. Like, are yeah. they... I mean, I know a lot of people, especially fundamentalist Christians, still are. Like, super anti-porn. Oh, there was a lot because... of that here, too. We can get to that. But, uh, I, I don't know, would you be threatened by this? No. So, okay, okay. Everyone who feels threatened by this, are you absolutely willing... To, like, get your guy off every time he needs to? No. There you go. That's no. an excellent question. I didn't even think about it from that angle. Because, like, that is what masturbation is. Like, yes. you want to go and she doesn't, so you go jack off. Yeah, you take care of yourself. Uh, and it's and to me, it's like, I don't, it's fine. It's fucking it's fine. Like, biology is different exactly. here. Exactly. And, you know, there are some relationships where the girl wants to go more than the guy or yeah. whatever, and, and that happens, but, like... Different. Like, products for male and female masturbation are very different things. Um, a lot of the products for female masturbation are, are... I talked about this in the last show. They're designed in a very modern, simplistic way. They're beautiful pieces of art, really. Yeah. And 
a lot of the products for malmasturbation are like <laughs> they're like um they're bullshit. Yeah. Um we should Dean. Yes. We should open an art gallery of an art gallery. An art gallery of, of all sex related items. I could I would totally be behind that. Some of the most fascinating uh, pieces of sculpture are dildos, and I'm not fucking with you. Like there, there's, there's beautiful, simplistic, oh, modern design. God, this thing you pulled up. These are these. This is what that's gross. Dude, toys look like. And that ah, it's gross. <sighs> this is the uh the fleshlight that's freaks line. Skeuomorphism at its worst, right? It's miserable. They got the Dracula based one, the cyborg based thing, and these are. These are vages that are designed to look like movie monsters. These are for guys who jack off to anime. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not as bad as dragon dildos. But okay, fair. I, I don't believe they are. Uh, maybe the Drac one, but beyond that, I don't see these being as bad as dragon dildos. Because those things are just frightening to see. Why would you... I don't want to... My sister's here. I don't want to go into that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just comparing. Why would you want, like, a themed flashlight? I don't know. I mean, really, for me, it's like, okay, if you're somebody who loves, like, the Universal Monsters, like, if you're a Universal Monsters nerd, and you love, like, the old Frankenstein, Dracula, Invisible Man movies. So you're gonna, like, set it on your bookshelf so people can admire it as they walk yeah, in? It's, it's a peak. Well, no, not like that. <laughs> but, like, it, it's, it's tangentially related to another interest, and so I can see that being a thing. But beyond that, I've got no idea unless you have a fetish for something like... Chicks who are made of the corpses of other dead women or zombies. Not even once. Not yeah, I agree. Not even once. They just I'm fall not apart. Saying, by they the way, can't I'm not even zombies can't once. handle the. <laughs> 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 you know what? And the pelvis would snap off. <laughs> oh, I love that. Oh, oh, I didn't even think about the actual physics of having sex with a zombie. That's wonderful. It's like, I have a friend who, he's pretty intelligent, and he's like, you know, if the zombie apocalypse ever happens, we don't really have to worry. Just hide for two days, and the corpses will all rot and disintegrate, and then yeah, you're fine. eventually. Exactly. That, that's one of the things, and that's what I'm, that's all I'm comparing is that the male stuff tends to be dumb looking. And a lot of female toys tend to be beautiful, really nice pieces of sculpture. Because they're shaped in like specific ways, and there's like a really cool. I just, I just, I think it's fascinating. But um, a lot of this is something that I, this shows why I'm selfish. Because you looked at it from like, do you want to get your guy off whenever he needs to? Uh huh. I'm I'm a selfish prick <laughs> because I looked at it this way, and this isn't necessarily my view of uh, sex toys. But I looked at it from the perspective of dudes live in a world where every chick has a vibrator in their in their sock drawer, and we have to compete with that. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm, I'm, I, I, that's how I looked at it was like, it's, that's, that's the, that's the, that is the reality in which men exist is that every chick has a vibrator in their sock drawer and we have to be better than that. Yeah. Now I personally am not threatened by a machine. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, but there are some dudes who are really, uh, they're not, maybe they're not particularly well endowed Maybe it's maybe there's some other hangout that they have, but they're just not 
they just don't feel confident versus a vibrator. Yeah. And that's, that's reality for a lot of men. And I'm, I'm, that's, that was the angle that I was coming at it from was like, you fucking, you, you're going to act all threatened about a video game controller that sucks your dick when you got, you want to give it the fucking soup can in your sock drawer? Really? Yeah. It, you know. That was my take on it. Was I was like, sex in general is just a really touchy topic here in the states. It is. It really is. I watched an interview not long ago with Alan Moore. Um, Alan Moore wrote a comic book called The Lost Girls. Mm-hmm. In this comic book, he depicts um, pubescent, thirteen, fourteen uh, year old versions of classic children's characters like um, Alice from Alice in Wonderland and like Wendy from Peter Pan, and he depicts them uh, in like. Sexual situations. Mm-hmm. The kinds of things that a 14-year-old girl thinks about. Slash fiction. Kind of, yeah. Not necessarily lesbianism, but it's like the stories individually. Like, it shows them having... Slash isn't necessarily lesbian, is it? Well, it's all female characters. Oh. So if it were slash fiction, it would be like Wendy slash Alice. Okay. And it's not really that necessarily. It's like... It's just basically trying to get into the mind of a hormonal 14-year-old girl who's thinking about sex at the time. Mm-hmm. And it's it depicts these characters, the art. Mm-hmm. It is not pictures. It's not pictures of 14-year-old girls. The art depicts these girls uh, masturbating and things like that. It's an, it's, it's an erotic comic of sorts. Yeah. And uh, he calls it pornography. He's been very clear since its inception. He comes out and he says, it's pornography. It's porn. It is pornography. And he did it. He, he built this in order to... Him and his wife actually made it. She's the artist. He's the writer. They They made this to combat the very Protestant English view of sex mm-hmm. and sexual development. Yeah. And kind of, it's the same thing in, in the United States. We have the same thing. We have a very post-reconstruction or not post, uh, post-revivalist Protestant view of sex. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm curious. I want to clarify here. Um, <clears throat> Cause in, in church, I, I was raised very heavily in church and yes. Caitlin was too. I don't know about you, how, how, in church you were i i had i had i we went to church uh for stints there would be stints of time where we'd go to church and then the pastor would say something that pissed one of my parents off and we wouldn't go to that church anymore and we would go to another church and we would go there for a little bit and then we wouldn't go for six months and then we would go for another you know three months and we wouldn't go for six months so that was kind of my experience so the thing i was always taught and again like basically all american churches are protestant um is that like guys want to have sex because they're evil and <laughs> girls don't but they have to to have kids. That sounds like feminism. <laughs> that sounds is, like third wave feminism. Is that not second and first wave? It sounds like third wave feminism. Is that kind of what this is addressing that like some girls are interested in sex? Not some, uh all. It's one of these it's one of those things that's saying like we're human beings. Most people, unless you identify differently, are interested in sex. You know? And, yeah. and it's one of those things that's like, it's, it's just part of your sexuality, whether all the way from asexual to nymphomania, your sexuality is part of being a human. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's one of those things like, it's, it's, it's something that all humans share is some sexual proclivity because yeah. sex is so close to being human. Yeah. And, it's it's one of those things that that's what that's what he was trying to get across was like sexual development is important and recognizing that people in 
puberty are mm-hmm. becoming sexual creatures is important mm-hmm. and addressing that in society and educating that is important sex is bad abstinence is the only option according to the state of texas so yeah it's ridiculous and of course everybody knows this statistic but states and states that have abstinence only sexual education programs in public schools have higher teen pregnancy higher rates. teen pregnancy rates anyway um <laughs> So that's one of the things that, that I thought was very interesting about it. They were interviewing him and it was, it was a, on a program, I believe called Hard Talk and it was ripped and put on YouTube. And they, they were really honest about it. Like, this is super controversial because you're depicting underage girls in sexual situations, being sexual, all this other stuff. And he said, and he said, the guy that was saying it said, these drawings of underage girls in sexual, and that's what Alan Moore, he leans in and he goes, that's the important word. They're drawings. Nobody's hurt making this. Yep. And, um, that, that's what he's, that's what, that was his thing. And I'm like, that's a, that's a good point. You're, you're, you're not actually hurting any kids making this. You're, you're making a piece of art. Yeah. Well, I mean, here in the States, we like to sit on our high horse and look down on countries like Japan. In Japan, the national age of consent is 14. Now, granted, most, um, precinct isn't the right word. They don't have states. Uh, Most similar to a county. It's, no, because it's larger than that. It's region, like region, like a region. A region, yeah. Most province. Province, yeah. Most province, provinces. Most provinces have their own ages of consent, which are higher. But we like to look down and I'm like, oh, our age of consent is 18. Yeah. But like, where did that come from? I agree. Where does that come from? Because you're gonna stick. Because this is the thing that fascinates me too. You're gonna put, uh, regardless of gender. I don't care about gender in this conversation. You're gonna put. 14-year-olds and 18-year-olds in the same building, and you're going to send them to school. Yep. Okay? Yep. And you're not going to expect an 18-year-old and a 14, 15, 16-year-old to want to fuck? That is kind of what the uh, Romeo and Juliet laws are for, but yeah. Well, uh, well, yeah, but not all states have that, and all states recognize that. And, That's and true. in Texas, I think it's dependent on parents, isn't it? Uh, No, Texas has Romeo and Juliet laws. Okay. Well, uh, and in Texas, still. we're one of the few states whose age of consent is 17. And our Romeo and Juliet laws are three years. So if you're 18, you can still legally fuck a 15-year-old. Yeah. Which is, it sounds creepy coming out, but it's really not. These are these are kids who are put in the same building. It's almost like a college campus. You're going to take a, a bunch of people between the ages of 18 and 24, and you're going to put them in the same geographic region? Yeah, they're going to fuck. Like, <laughs> it just doesn't make sense otherwise. Yeah, and I mean... You have to draw the line somewhere. And so I'm not saying that, like, 18 is a bad place to draw no the line. No one makes any more sense than the other. No. Like, it's... There's no one age of consent that makes any more sense than any other age of consent. I would say above the age of pre-puberty. Yeah. Because when you get down below pre-puberty, that's pretty much clinical pedophilia. Yeah. So that's different. But post-pre-pubescence... Pu- post, uh, it really, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like, it, like it's it's purely dependent upon culture. Yeah. Yep. And that's one of the things that just fascinates me about stuff like this, is we're so, we are, you're right, in, in the United States, we are very sexually repressed yep. as a nation. And in other countries, they're not. And they have no. lower STD rates, and they have lower teen pregnancy rates, and they've got all these things that we consider to be signs of success in a culture or in a, in a society mm-hmm. uh, that we, in, I would say, in the West consider to be signs of success in, in, a, in a culture or society. They've got all that in spades, and yet we're over here like, sex is bad. Yeah. Don't, don't fuck. Yep. Well, and 
I mean, a lot of that comes from the Christian culture in America. I agree. Now, the the difference here is America, by international standards of media, is very violent. Yeah. Like, a lot of the violence that we find commonplace here is not mm-hmm. okay in a lot of Europe. Yeah. Um, But that's biblical, too. Like, the Bible yeah. isn't pro-violence, and, you know, it's just and, one yeah, of these yeah. arbitrary things. At some point... Someone was really anti-sex and trained their kids to be really anti-sex. It was the revival. It was the and, Christian revival in the late, uh, in the what was it, mid eighteen hundreds, early eighteen hundreds? I can't remember. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, well, that's what that's one of the things that are considered a turning point for a lot of Protestant <laughs> religions, going from a a grace-based message to a law-based message. Uh-huh. Was the revival? Yeah, in America, and that <clears throat> is what spurred that on as well. It got very, it got much more conservative, and it just kind of arbitrarily someone wasn't okay with sex and then it spread through the culture. That's and... exactly right. And it's it's one of those things too that another fascinating thing that people were bringing up in this comment section. This comment section is very thought provoking. One of the one of the things that if you can get past the stupidity of people trolling, it's very thought provoking. I mean the whole like, internet is like that though. It's true. I, it, That's the internet in a nutshell, you're right. Except for Metafilter, because they kind of got that right. Exactly. But um, it, it's one of those things that the a lot of people on here were saying that, and it's statistically it's true. Now, again, correlation, causation, all this other stuff. But uh, the rise in pornography and porn viewing mm-hmm. has coincided with a drop in rape and sexual assault. That's fascinating. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. The, as, as porn became more prevalent, especially with the rise of the internet, rape kind of fell off a cliff. The other thing I wanted to point out, this goes back a little bit, is like medieval England yeah. and especially biblical times, Jerusalem and the whole uh, Jewish culture, yeah. um, you were a man at 13 and expected yeah. to, if you weren't married by 18, That's kinda, you probably weren't going to get married. You yeah. were old. Exactly. Well, that's also, I mean, but there, that also does coincide with lower uh, life expectancy. Yes, that's true. Well. Like when you're going to die at 40. Yeah. <laughs> but and I do see your point. You're right. And a lot of cultures have carried that forward, especially more tribal cultures. But it's it's one of those things like, I, I just, I don't, I don't understand the reaction that people have to sex, sex toys, and pornography. Because most people, in my view anyway, and at least in the circles that I run, I could be totally in it. I could be in an echo chamber. Yeah. And I probably am in most cases. Aren't all of us in an echo chamber in exactly. a way? Exactly. But it, it seems like most people are totally cool with this kind of shit. Yeah, the circles I, I run in aren't those. Really? Yeah. Well, the circles I run in now are more okay with that. But over my... Childhood and upbringing yeah. again, very churched. Yeah, people absolutely are okay with that. It's a verb, <laughs> or in that case, it's an adverb. Um, you, oh, churched, no, it, it churched. Yeah, yeah, churched. I like it. it. It makes sense. Um, I totally get that, and it's it's one of those things that it's. I don't know. I just the reaction that people had to this was so thought provoking. What about you? Do you have any thoughts about what we've said? None. None. Nothing at all. None whatsoever. <laughs> Okay, like this comment right here is one of the ones that I was talking about. So obviously designed by weird fat nerds who never get any sex from real women. But seriously, how disturbing is this shit? Can't men just go meet real women to have sex with? 
This is by a woman, and this by is a woman. so misogynist. This is a woman who is equating having sex with a woman to fucking a game controller. Why the by f- the way? Why the fuck would they even be that sexually attracted to a graphic woman that they'd want to have sex with the cartoon? Okay. By the way, also bullshit. Because you look, if you look at, uh, if you look at like threads on the internet and stuff like that about cartoon characters you were attracted to as a kid, at the top of the list, fucking Nala. And also, uh, Simba. The <laughs> from the fucking Lion King. That's just weird. I was just gonna make a simpler point. Cartoon characters, especially anime characters, are intentionally yes. designed to be ideal, attractive, attractive yes. sexual partners. That's true in most media. That's why our celebrities are all beautiful, beautiful people, excepting Steve Buscemi. Is they're, like, <laughs> <laughs> they're all they're all people that we feel comfortable fantasizing about because they are genetically perfect humans. <laughs> like, I, it's just, it's I want, wild. I want to keep, keep reading going, this. man. There's more to it. And since when is sex only about penetration? Don't men want to feel a woman's body and throw her around? Okay. Not grab a machine? I'll let you finish Continue, on the Continue, yeah. Well, whatever. There's guys out there who date and fuck dolls, so I'm not too surprised, I guess. I'm willing to bet more than money. That she is not willing to get her man off any every time he wants no, ne- or needs to get off. Absolutely not. She would think he's like a dick. If he was like, hey, let's fuck, and she was like, no, and he would be like, okay, we'll fuck you, and then go jerk off, and she's gonna think he's an asshole. This, and my dad is really misogynist. He has one good point on this argument. Which is? A lot, not all, and he acknowledges this, of women don't understand the difference in sex drive between men and women. That is absolutely true. And that's a lot of things that, like, boys have to be taught, is that the sex drive is different. Yes. Dudes have to... Dudes have a sex drive that you actually have to come to terms with and as you grow up. <laughs> like... I don't know where where the failing is, but, like, I guess a lot of women don't realize the difference. They don't. Like, I, I read a beautiful story. It was an It's anecdotal evidence, I know. But I read a beautiful story about a trans man. I was about to bring this story up. Okay, see, I figured you might be going here. Um, She was, or rather he, was transitioning and taking hormone therapy, which basically for a... a, 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 I'm going to speak politically correct here because it's pertinent to the topic. I would usually just kind of say whatever I want to. But um, when someone with a female body is transitioning to being more male, mm-hmm. then they take basically a lot of testosterone. It's yep. just a fuck ton of testosterone. Yep. He wrote this story, and it was an article in which he basically said, I had no idea how testosterone affected the body. Yep. He says, His... I, I found myself on the subway yep. fantasizing about random women around me for no reason. Yeah, he, he, he says, as a woman with my hormones... I guess even when he was a woman, he was a, a lesbian. Yes. She was a lesbian? He, well, I think you apply the current, I think, I, again, this is something <laughs> that actually hasn't been kind of ruled out. I uh-huh. guess the, the rules don't exist for this, but I think you apply the current state to the past. Well, I'm going to say she was a lesbian because he was a lesbian is grammatically clearer, incorrect. Yes, and it makes a clearer delineation in time period. Yes. Like before, or like pre or post transition. Yes. So she so was a lesbian even before, and he, because he wrote this article afterwards, Yes. 
said, you know, as a lesbian, I'd see these women on the subway. Like, he didn't start taking the subway after hormone therapy or whatever. Yeah. And I'd have this wonderful dialogue in my head. I'd see them, and I'd want to go converse with them, and there'd be dates, and there'd be this whole process. Yeah. And I started taking hormones and transitioned more to a man, and then I found myself on the subway having these horrible, disgusting, just... just Depraved sexual fantasies. Want to... See this woman and want to yes. bend her over and just yeah. fuck her. Like, right on the subway. Right, yeah. yeah. Now, dudes, now, this is not to say that dudes think that way. Because we generally don't, because we grew up with this. Mm-hmm. When when people who are born male grow up into, and, and identify as male, grow up to be men. We, we, we have grown up with this sex drive as we've grown. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't really affect us in that way. Like, we're not looking at somebody on the subway like, ooh, I just want to fucking rail you. Like... It's not quite like that because I, there, we're used I, there to, are some people who are. Yeah, and, and that's. I'd fine, say most men but, don't are aren't like that. Yeah, but and that's fine. But I I I just think that there's you're absolutely correct. There's a misunderstanding among a lot of women that they just don't get the the male sex drive, and that's the thing here was like, is sex all about penetration? I'm sorry, I don't think no, about. No, it's I don't, not. I don't think about but, touching a thigh when I'm jerking off. Sorry. It's just not there. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's the thing she clearly doesn't understand. Exactly. Is sex all about penetration? Well, no. But not every time a guy gets off is sex. Ex- that's, that's absolutely true. And it, it's one of those things that I just... I don't know. And there's a lot of people reacting to this like... Uh, like, this is going to make people not be social anymore and all this other shit. And people said the same fucking thing about home computers and it never happened. And I'm not worried about all that. But... It's to me that's just ludditeism, but I I do this this guy Chris Cho had an amazing point right here. You want me to read this? Yeah, go for it. Uh, the Sibian, uh, one thousand three hundred forty five dollar machine used for female pleasure, perfectly acceptable and not sexist at all. This thing, a cheaper if not similarly priced machine used for male pleasure, sexist unhealthy, fucking nuts, etc. Please explain this nonsense to me. That's the argument we've been making. That's exactly right. And when I saw that, that that was, I thought, excellent. That's a good point. Yep. Have you ever seen the Sibian? No. It is, it looks like old tech because it is old tech. It's been around for years. But it is basically, it looks like, essentially, it just looks like a saddle with a dildo on it. Okay. But it, like, vibrates, and it has, like, a motor that will thrust and stuff like that. It's just a, like a, right here, design. Yeah, so all our listeners can see it. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, like, it, it, it looks like, see, it looks like a saddle. Yeah. It has a vibrating motor and stuff like that, and it just, and this has been around for decades. And people use this all the time. It's, a, it's an incredibly popular item. So it, it's just one of those things that I, I don't understand the reaction that a lot of people have to this. Well, Dean, I think we've beat Coctomus Prime, the laser-guided dildo rocket, to death. Shall we take a break and go refill our we drinks? should, because I'm out of drink. All right, uh, when we come back, uh, I think I actually pulled up an interesting story that I kind of want to discuss. I might not have actually pulled it up. I could be wrong. Um, yeah, I actually do want to talk about this. Zack Snyder finally responded to people who uh, hated Man of Steel. I didn't like Man of Steel, so let's talk about it. Okay. When we get back. All right. Sounds good to me, man.
but like, <coughs> like, like Satan is ASMR or? Uh, I I think the 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 reverse of that ASMR is Satan. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, that's what the S and ASMR stands for, Satan, right? Yeah. Anyway, we're back. So what you just heard was "Birthday Death Day" by uh, Death Clock from Metalocalypse. Uh huh. And muttering over here, so quiet you can't hear her, is Caitlin. Caitlin, what did asking... you say, Caitlin? I what that was. What, what, what? ASMR. ASMR. Oh, ASMR, yeah, okay. Um, I don't know, you explained it better on the last show, so, like, better than I could. Angels, Satan. Okay. Murder. Oh, okay. Uh, masturbation, you're right. Okay. Sorry. Revenge. Okay, alright. Angels, Satan, masturbation, revenge. Alright, um, uh, what, what does that entail? Um, sacrificing, sacrificing children... On an altar to young female witches who speak in soft voices that induce you into a, a satanic trance. Okay. Uh, Alright, that sounds good then. Um, we talked about ASMR on a... A previous, previous episode. Yeah, I'm so, not sure where to start. I was gonna bring up the Satanist guy from what was that episode three? Uh, three or was it two or four? Two, or three? I think it was like, two. It was an early episode, but uh, I just want to see my Lord and Savior Baffin met like immortalized in glorious Italian stone. I don't know. <laughs> Satan's pretty cool. <laughs> Satan's pretty cool. <laughs> oh, I love this. Okay, so um. We yeah. talked about ASMR in the last episode. Yeah, we talked about ASMR. So and as I because, recall, because it had very little do to do with like child sacrifice and masturbation. Yeah, well, so, and when we actually talked about it, I was so drunk that I was the last episode. It, it was, was the episode before last. Yeah, and and I was so drunk that I was going into the weird side of ASMR, which is already weird. Well, I think it's important to talk about though because it is part of it. But yeah, it's not so, the main thing. I think we were clear about that. So ASMR actually stands for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. Yes, it does. And there are some people. Uh, I think Dean and I both have it. Can I can I speak for you? Do you do you uh, the do ASMR? I respond to ASMR? Yes. Um, a little bit, not a whole lot, not like some people do, but I do enjoy it. Okay, I definitely and get. I it. actually do enjoy ASMR style. Uh, am I revealing too much? I actually do enjoy ASMR style uh, masturbation instruction audio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really dig it. Gone wild audio. <laughs> exactly when they do ASMR style instruction. Yeah. It's... I dig that. Yeah, so ASMR actually stands for Autonomous Sensory Sensory Meridian Response. Yes. And actually, the the thing itself has nothing to do with sex or Satan. Yeah, or masturbation. Um, Um, There are some people who respond to triggers. The most common trigger that I'm aware of is people talking very softly, very monotonically. Yes. Um... Just kind of a steady rhythm. Generally female voices, because they're softer. Generally female voices, yeah. And the people who respond to it get this weird, like, tingling sensation in your head. Um, It's it's, it's described as euphoric. It is described as euphoric. Another really common thing is, like, if you had your back drawn on as a child, and you just kind of got tingles all over. That's ASMR. Yeah, someone Um, kind of lightly... Uh, scratching or yeah, or, or, it's just sensory stimulation. It's just sensory exactly. stimulation. Yes, um, that's all it is. But generally, with voices and sounds, 
uh, because that's the best way to convey information over the internet. So it's generally voices and sounds, and it's become a whole subculture. Yeah, well, the whole the whole ASMR is that response brought about specifically by yes. audio visual stimulation. Yes, um, it, it's it's a fascinating thing. There there are videos online where people. Uh, they they speak the, the most common I think representation of ASMR that people would be likely to be able to find easily on their own mm-hmm. is if you just went to YouTube and typed it in. Yeah. And what you're gonna find is a bunch of videos of usually young women. Yep. Uh, speaking in very soft, dulcet tones. Yep. And uh, sometimes they'll be using acoustic, not instruments. They'll be using acoustic triggers like. The one that you like a lot, um, the video that I usually use as an example, actually, is from the ASMR artist that you actually like quite a bit, um, where she uses cleaning utensils. Yep. She, uh... She'll, she takes, like, a wipe and rubs it across the table. Mm-hmm. And, and they have very sensitive microphones, and so you hear that, and you hear the wipe on the table, and then you, you hear her kind of softly explaining what's going on, and then she'll fold a towel or, or do whatever. Yep. And it's, it's, some people find it incredibly soothing. Uh-huh. Some people do have a euphoric response to it. Anecdotally, it is. Of course, it's not. It's not it like is, a scientifically no. proven thing. Well, anecdotally, it's um, people who are really into a- ASMR um, say that it helps relieve anxiety and stress, which doesn't surprise me. Listening to someone speaking softly and soft acoustic tones, I can totally understand. And it makes somebody very calm. Even just, um, what's the word? <sighs> Intentional, that's not quite the right word I'm looking for. Like, repeated tasks. It, like, so there's... That's kind of muscle memory, like, uh, or... Just, well, like, wiping a table slowly over and over. Yeah, like that like, one there's nothing, does with the Clorox yeah, wipe. She'll just rub a Clorox There's There's it. nothing really mentally stimulating or intense about that, and you can just kind of... Relax. Yeah. And you don't have to think of anything. It's enough of a distraction that it kind of just yeah. kind of takes you it's out. It's enough outside stimulus that you're not going to, like, fall, like you're listening to something, but it's not like listening to music where there's a lot of shit going on. Or a podcast. Or a podcast, exactly. Where there's um, some bearded asshole and his friend and, and his friend's sister, and they're sitting in a in a room and yelling at a microphone. It's it's uh, it's very soft tones and it's it's something that's enough outside stimulus to allow you to really relax and just kind of almost like really really. Soft it is tones. not mentally intensive. No, it is not. It is not, and you get to hear somebody speak really softly and act like they like you. Yeah. So we came in with uh, uh, ASMR is is Satan. Yes, because it's, I, it is the devil, literally. I, I, yes, I was telling you about. Um, I think it was posted on the ASMR subreddit in its early days. Um, there, there is some, I don't know the name of it because I don't fucking care. Fundamentalist Christian I think I found it. forum, which, um, was linked. And this person starts the discussion like, are ASMR artists witches? They're the majority of them are young females. They're doing this thing which which puts puts their viewers into a trance like state. Oh no! Database and, error. And the uh, 
Yeah, that is that is the link. You found the link, but apparently the uh, Watchman's Cry? Watchman's Cry, which I'm assuming is like... Dot com. Yeah, Watch Humanity's Cry or something like that. Yeah, Watch a Herald to Prepare. Okay. Just like... So it's about the end of the world. Super, super bullshit. Like, not even fundamentalist Christian, just like cultist at this point. Um, is it gone? Uh, probably. I use their on-site search, which are oftentimes shitty, so I don't know if it's any good or not. But yeah, I searched for ASMR and I got nothing. Yeah, it's probably gone. But the I imagine Reddit flamed out of existence. <laughs> <laughs> probably, it, it got the Reddit hug of death. Um, <laughs> the general consensus with, was that ASMR is sorcery and some form of Satanism, and that ASM artists are witches. Or, I, okay, I guess so in the male form, warlocks. The, but. the notion is that ASM artists are using uh, magic, not cool sleight-of-hand magic, magic like how Alan Moore defines magic. <laughs> They're using uh, uh, um, ethereal, the ethereal arts to... The powers of the demons. Yes. Uh, they're manipulating... And manipulating the, the viewers. To manipulate listeners and viewers into... Uh, what exactly? I don't know. I, I assume the fear here is that they are putting subliminal messages in the videos and getting the viewers to be oh, okay. filthy atheists or whatever. Yeah. Did you know if you play that one Pink Floyd song backwards, it's Hail Satan. Yeah. Well, if you play another Pink Floyd song backwards, it says, Congratulations, you found the hidden message. Send your answers to Old Pink. <laughs> they actually put that in a song. Um, but yeah, there's, yeah, absolutely. You know, if you take Yes We Can, the Obama thing, when he says Yes We Can, you play it backwards, it says, Hail Satan! <laughs> I'm not kidding, it does. <laughs> Played backwards, most English language is complete garbage, but when prompted to look for a thing, a thing the it. human mind will find it. Exactly. It's like a... Like because a, now you're expecting it. Yeah, like a secret eye picture or something like yeah. that. Yeah. From the... That's an 80s reference, probably. 80s, early 90s Early 90s. But yeah, like just like those pictures. So, the idea is that these ASM artists are using the devil to insert... Or using devil magic... Actually, a lot of times magic in, in, in magician circles, which is in warlocks and things, is just called the art. Mm -hmm. So the art, they're using the art to uh, to subliminally affect people to, I guess, turn away from Christ. From our, our nation's historical Christian foundations. Yeah, which exists somehow, even though most of the framers were deists, didn't necessarily believe in Jesus. <laughs> Hashtag history. <laughs> History lesson for all of you. The framers weren't Christians. They hashtag didn't. hash brown. <laughs> hashtag, what was the hashtag? Used, used lemon lube? <laughs> hashtag used anal lube. <laughs> okay, and you know what it's time for then, since you just said that. It's 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 time for this little ISO here. I find that fascinating. I would fuck a hot girl with no legs and the ass with lemon lube. So, um... Yeah, that's one of the... Still true. <laughs> Your sister just responds like, what the fuck? How many episodes in a row? Three or four episodes in a row? Still true. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't even want to know. <laughs> I'm, it was a long conversation. Clearly, you don't remember. I played this you for you at our party on New Year's Eve. 
with uh yeah there was a lot of alcohol that night <laughs> <laughs> no there was a lot of fireball that night and <laughs> not even not even alcohol just just pure blackout in a bottle <laughs> i am not a fireball fan i love fireball jake and i just finished the entire bottle it was oh great. yes fireball and uh jake 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 Jake, Jake. Okay. Jake. Epi- Halloween episode, Jake. Yes. That's was, a good episode. Dean, was our ha- Halloween episode episode six? We have to look this up. I, can I think right I now. think it was. And if so, Dean, what? we are Satan. How are we Satan? We're, we're you, Satan. you know Halloween. You know Halloween is is the devil's holiday. Oh yeah. And we did episode six of this podcast on the oh devil's holiday. Oh my god. I bet it was 666 minutes long. Next, this coming Halloween, <laughs> we just need to buckle down and do a 11-hour, 6-minute <laughs> podcast. Dear God. I, we can do, we can release a Halloween episode in two parts. And we can do two 66-minute minute. episodes of... The podcast. We can do... Why like, would we do two, though? We should just do one if we're going to do 66. One 66 minute? Point six. Well, it usually comes out to an hour 45. That's true. So, just make it a little long in two parts and... Yeah, I think we can do it. I'm sorry, that's a lot of, like, inside baseball bullshit that we're talking about. I pressed the donation link. <laughs> yeah, Dean, go donate to our podcast. <laughs> Speaking of which, the last, like, three episodes, we've forgotten to... No, it was five. Damn it. I know. We are not the devil. I'm uh, so disappointed. That's upsetting. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. What? I want to watch number four. Number, number four? Well, not watch, listen to. Stockholm Dome Syndrome, owner of the Dimsdale Dimma Syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, anyway, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, the devil. The um, devil. Aren't we always talking about the devil in a way? Yeah, I think so. We, I think ever since... I mean, we are filthy pagans. Notice me, senpai. It was number two. <laughs> what was number two? Notice me, senpai. Yeah, what about that it? Was the, that was the one with the guy. Oh, yeah. 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 Is, I, I'm, I'm so... I'm just excited to see our Lord and Savior. Actually, I, it's just... It's the very beginning. I can just play it. Yeah, let's play our podcast on our podcast. <laughs> It's is probably it? loading. You have to give it a minute. Do you? Yeah. Is our... I'm just excited to see my Lord and Savior Baphomet represented in such glorious Italian style. I do hope his eyes gaze upon me and that my allegiance is recognized. I don't know. Notice me, Senpai! Notice me! Notice me! Notice me, Senpai! Notice me! I don't know. Satan's pretty cool. That was that one. Okay, uh... Don't so, don't go listen to episode two. Don't sp- spare yourself. Yeah, that was, or like listen to the first half hour. Yeah, we haven't quite we hadn't quite figured it out at that point. And yeah, it's I think we got it now though. I think so. Yeah. Anyway, so um, what was their whole? Do you remember? Like, what was their whole reasoning for saying that ASMR was the devil's word? Just the fact that it caused a sensory response? Uh, no, it wasn't the sensory response. It was. <sighs> Like, almost exclusively, the young females inducing their viewers into a trance-like state. Okay. That that was it. Alright. 
I mean, scientifically, we basically have hypnosis sorted out. Like, yeah, you're you're in a, a basically a hyper aware state. Just super, like, like you a, can't. A wave, and you might actually know this. It's alpha wave type state. Oh, makes sense. Yeah, you, you're like kind of hypnotized. You're just it, hypnotized, literally. Just you you can't, like, unlike the movies, you can't unwillingly hypnotize someone. They have to, like, be willing and yeah. follow your instructions to get into the hypnotized state. And then once they do, they're incredibly susceptible to suggestion. Yeah. And and a lot of times it's difficult to separate the will from the will to follow suggestion. Like, it's, like, <coughs> it's difficult to separate, like, whether or not someone's actually hypnotized to act like a chicken or whether they are just super into the idea of following the instruction of acting like a chicken. Like, yeah. there's, they, most people, at least that I would look at and read, which would be mostly skeptics, would say that it's not really a hypnotic trance-like state. They're not going to be told to go kill somebody and go do it. It's because they are just so willing to follow these ludicrous instructions. And then they do it. And they are in a semi-alpha wave type state, so they find it easier to do. It's less an inhibition. If you're willing to get up on a stage in front of 2,000 people and let some magician yeah. hypnotize you, you are probably willing to just, like, act like a fucking chicken. Exactly. And, then, and that's the thought process. Do you remember it happening? Oh, no, of course not, because if I remembered it, then I'd have then to be, like, be re socially... Yeah. I'd have to be socially responsible for my actions. Exactly. And, like, exactly. If I don't remember it, then it's this cool thing that happened to me, but if I remember it... Yeah. See, the social all responsibility the magic is thing is important, because that's, that's why I have you on here. You look at things from a different angle, man. Like, like you the, I was like, well, then the magic will be gone. But you were like, with social responsibility. That, that's smart. That's smart. That's why I like you. Um, just like earlier with the other discussion, you looked at it from a totally different angle. I mean, I do call myself the best programmer at UNT because I'm an asshole. But also, but also because, because it's, it's probably true. Yeah. <laughs> it's never been proven false. It's well, yeah. I mean. <laughs> Everything yeah. is true if it can't be proven false. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. God is real. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> I don't necessarily agree with the joke that I just made. But, uh, yeah, I, I think I've said before, I'm not exactly an atheist. I'm at a weird philosophical crossroads in my life where that's concerned, actually. Yeah, we talked about yeah. this a little, a little bit. I'm curious if you've, like, thought about it more. And... I, I'm kind of stuck. I'm a little stuck. I need to do more reading. Yeah. Because it's it's one of those, like, I'm, I'm at a strange philosophical crossroads. I, I grew up in a, a, in a, not, you would say a Christian home, but Christians, by and large, would not say a Christian home. Does that make sense? Yes. Like, it's a very liberal kind of family that I come from. Not politically, but sort of socially. So what you're saying is you're family. Catholic. The opposite of that. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I'm not, I mean, politically, not politically, but, but socially kind of a liberal household. Um, fascinating thing, actually. And I don't know if my parents will get mad for me saying it on the podcast, so I'll just get through it quickly. Um, my brother, one time, I was, I was sitting there at home. And no one knows my family, so and no one knows where my Facebook is, so I think it's okay. You're safe. Yeah, I don't care, and nobody listens anyway. So <laughs> it, it's I think it was fascinating. I'm sitting there in the kitchen, I'm getting some water, and my parents have already. My parents had quote the talk with me when I was ten years old. Uh -huh. They did the same with my uh, brother when he was probably twelve, mm -hmm. um, because I started puberty earlier. So um, 
blah, 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 blah. I'm sitting there in the kitchen, getting getting some water and probably a snack, because that's what I do when I'm in the kitchen. I always leave with food. And they, they're they asking my brother, they ask him, they were like, have you and your girlfriend had sex? And are you having sex or something like that? And he says, yeah. Now, my brother's weird. Yeah? My brother will either tell you everything or tell you nothing. Uh-huh. He will either not talk to you. He won't lie. But he will either not talk to you or he'll tell you everything. That's... I'm very similar. Yeah, and I like that, personally, because I'm one of those guys growing up. Would you say up. I'm similar? Do I lie? Can I play the fifth like the guy at the beginning of the video? <laughs> <laughs> On the advice of counsel. On the advice of her counsel, she is, yeah. I would like to respectfully... Oh, I don't even... Fifth Amendment right. That word... Yeah, something. Yeah, something. Something about self-incrimination. And respectfully <laughs> decline to answer, respectfully decline to answer the question because I don't, nope, I'm, it's wrong. Yeah, uh, it's, <laughs> so, that's the, that was, that's the thing about him. And so, it turned into, I left home, uh-huh. and then I went back for Christmas, and there's this weird setup that my family has where my brother and his girlfriend have sex mm-hmm. in the house at night. And my parents know, and they don't do anything about it. Okay. Um, I didn't have this That's growing up. Sounds like a modern family, not in the sitcom sense. Yeah, but just like a like a family who <clears throat> like they like the parents of the girl know. Mm-hmm. My parents made sure that that Shane and, and the girlfriend. I'm not sure who told who, but my parents kind of made sure that they knew what was going on and stuff. And they're fine with the mom and Shane don't get along, but that's a different story. Uh. The parents know. My parents know. She doesn't live in town. Mm-hmm. So when, when they see each other, when she comes into town, they have sex in my brother's room uh, at night. And I... Um, at night. And also in the morning and also in the afternoon. Well, people are up and around and people try to talk to Shane and they need him for stuff. So I doubt they do it during the day. But um, it's just one of those things There is like... always time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't have that growing up because when I was having sex in high school, I lied about it. Yeah? Yeah. I I took the position of, like, I'm not going to tell you this. Um, I think maybe because I was scared. Mm-hmm. Because I was always... I never... There is more pressure on the firstborn. I, Would you agree, Caitlin? I played the fifth. <laughs> I think it's true. I uh, Because, like, my brother could well, watch. In certain areas, yes. In that area, probably. I would. There's also a gender bias as well, because you're yes. a male, and there tends to be a lot of pressure on male children as well. But we all, listeners of this podcast, also know that I was not having sex in high school. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, I lied about it, and I'm not sure if I even agree with Shane's actions to this day, because I'm like, there's a pretense that's supposed to be upheld when you're a child. You're fucking, your parents know you're fucking, but you lie about it. That's how it goes. <laughs> but I'm not sure. When when someone says, all right, just picture your parents mm-hmm. in their bedroom mm-hmm. having the nope. dirtiest, nope. Nope. ball-slapping, bent-over, kinkiest sex, okay. you're supposed to be weirded out. I'm not. Is that bad? I think that means you have a modern family. <laughs> Incredibly healthy. Good for you. I'm, I, I really... I don't... I... I, I Something that's never bothered me. Well, of course, my parents make sex jokes in front of me and Shane, primarily because it embarrasses Shane. Um, <laughs> like, because he does get weirded out by that. And so, 
My parents, like when I was gone one time, I think I was a freshman, I went back home over Christmas break and my parents said, we were sitting there at the table and we were talking, we weren't eating dinner or anything, we just found seats and sat down and started talking. And my parents, my dad asked my mom, like, should we tell Sheldon that we had sex in his bed? And Shane was like, (laughs) and I'm sitting here like, I don't fucking care. (laughs) Well, I mean, it was Shane's bed, not yours. No, me. They were talking about me because I was gone at school. Oh. And I had come back home and they're like, should we tell him that we had sex in his bed? And my brother goes like, and I'm over here just kind of, I don't fucking care. It's a bed and it's your house. Fuck where you want. But, um... Yeah, so that's that's a weird thing. So that's just kind of the liberal kind of family that I grew up with, is that since my brother was so honest with my parents when they asked him if he was having sex, he was like, yeah, the doy. (laughs) (laughs) I am a male, and I have hit puberty. What do you expect? I have a girlfriend. We've been together for like three months. Yes, we're fucking. (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) Ah, Which I thought was funny, because... I actually didn't have sex with my high school girlfriend until about, like, a year and change into our relationship. We did other shit, but we didn't actually have sex for a long time. Which I thought, which I, looking back on, I think it was because, again, I was scared. I was never a rebellious kid. Mm-hmm. And I didn't understand my parents at yeah. that age either. I, I, I think Does I understand anyone understand their parents at that age? I do. Yeah, but you're interested in behavior Wait, and no, shit like at that. at that age. Like, as you were going through puberty. Okay. We can talk later. She's also smart. That's true. She's also probably smarter than both of us. Not at all. And also a female, so probably a little bit more intuitive. Mm -mm. Not to make generalizations, but it. But this is a podcast where we make generalizations. (laughs) Yes. Not a feminist. Okay, good. (laughs) I am a feminist. How did that work out? I'm. I describe myself. Okay, I describe myself as egalitarian. Because feminism at this point is in the third wave, and it's basically misinformed. Yeah, so I I describe myself as a second wave feminist. Yeah, okay. See, I, I get behind that, totally. Um, but that's the thing. And so I, that's kind of the liberal household that I grew up in. And yeah. I didn't really understand my parents, and so I lied to them about it. But because my brother was honest, they're like, okay, let's get you a controlled environment yep. to do it in, because... My mom took the kind of point of view of like, well, it's not very respectful to have, to like have basically for her to be getting laid in the back of a truck. Yeah. It's not very nice for her. And so that's kind of the, the point that they made. And I'm sitting here like, I fucked in cars throughout like junior and senior year. I was fucking in cars. Why couldn't I have just been honest with my parents and had sex in a bed? <laughs> you are the firstborn. They might not have responded the same. I, I see. I think that's possible but i don't know I, again uh, we, and go back you'll, in time yep, change it, we'll never know yeah but okay but at the same time like you were making out with chicks in the church bathroom and our parents knew about it and didn't care i was but, yes and um i was hanging out with I guys like story. i haven't heard that story we've done church, watching kids oh i remember that story i have done like so 20 hours of this show <laughs> and i've never heard that story that's because I didn't remember it until she just fucking said it. <laughs> you tell me. Because I don't trust him anymore. <laughs> that's, that's all I know. There was this girl in our church that was really, really attractive and had this thing for Ryan. Oh, she had the best tits. She really did. They were like tits to be jealous of. Okay. Um, that was like, weird. I'm not okay with that. that. <laughs> people say that, oh, she's an adult. <laughs> um, and, and they would 
make out in the church bathroom. And we did once. Everybody knew and nobody cared. Nobody we we time. fucking left the door open. No one has pictures. There's no way I would have let anyone get pictures. He was jealous. I don't know if you would have noticed. <laughs> I would have noticed. Really? With her? Yes. You would have been that distracted while, while getting action? You guys way underestimate how paranoid I am and have always been. Okay, yes, well, actually, he, I can, I can get behind that. He with her because he just stopped randomly having feelings for her. Just like one day was like, yeah... I'm not feeling this anymore. See you later. No, I totally stand by that. I, like literally, I, like, I believe it. Overnight, I believe it with you. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. You, you're, 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 you're a little. But I'm, I'm an asshole. This, no, you're different from me in the way that you're attracted to people. Yes. So I, I, I totally buy that. Like beyond all doubt. But it, that's that's fascinating. I didn't know that. I feel like I know something now. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't fucking know that. <laughs> something you would forget because that's kind of illicit and hot like making out in a church yeah you didn't know those bathrooms that's sort of taboo and sexy after that that kind of scared me back into a i have to obey all the rules christianity okay and also after that i did something which i consider a worse fuck up which kind of dwarfed that. So that kind of overshadowed yeah. that experience. I totally understand that. Well, I, I mean, I, one time I got, uh, I got, there was, I was, I was, I'm just going to put it out there. I was, um, giving my girlfriend at the time oral sex in a car and we were parked, uh, near her house, uh, uh by the park. There was a park near her house. And I was, I was, I was giving her oral sex and a cop that had made a round and the windows were fogged up and everything. It was so like, it was obvious what was going on. Yeah. And a cop parked behind us and turned on his lights and we, like, I saw it out of the corner of my eye, a blue and red flash and we all know what that means. And I was like, fuck! And so <laughs> we freaked out and we got things back in order and he comes up to the window. What are you guys doing? And I look him in the face and I say, stopping. <laughs> and so, and I was still a high, I was still in high school. I didn't have the, um, feelings about cops that I have now. Yeah. And so I was scared of police. I've, yeah. I've always been kind of freaked out by authority. I'm the kid that my stomach dropped into my scrotum anytime I got called into the principal's office. Oh, yeah. Like, I was that kid growing up. So... Well, I was never that kid because anytime I was called into the principal's office, it was because of other kids. But, yeah. Exactly. And I was that kid all the way through high school. Until I finally started doing a lot of reading and decided that... Arbitrary authority is so stupid. <laughs> like, giving authority to people you don't even know is retarded. So, yeah, and that's what made me not care. But but at the time, I was that kid. So, I got freaked the hell out. We drove, went home, and, all, and so don't smoke. there was that. Caitlin, what am I if not a bad influence? Yeah, he wouldn't be a good brother if he didn't try to get you to do shit you shouldn't do. <laughs> Play the fuck again. <laughs> Have I ever gotten... Yes. The answer is yes. What is the story? What's the question? 
Yes. Okay. Also 42. 42. I love it. Um, but yeah, that was, that, that's just kind of that thing. And I, and I totally understand. I don't understand why Christians would think that ASMR is witchcraft. But I guess. I wouldn't, I am not a fan of Christians, but I wouldn't lump this onto Christians like okay. at, at this point uh, at this point fair. these people are cultists yes i agree at this point it's very yes i agree with you have you ever gone through the comments section i want to ask you a question before we get on the next topic um you know what the blaze is i have no clue the blaze is glenn beck's media company <laughs> okay nice Second time this episode. I think it's the most you've ever in an episode. Oh, no. Dean, do you remember the early episodes? I was burping all the time. Oh, that first episode. We were so gross, dude. <laughs> oh, Jesus. This is going to end up being like a retrospective. <laughs> um, so let me go on any, uh, any story having to do with religion and find... Here we go. Faith. Faith. A uh, fiery Christian patrol group that clashed with Muslims takes to the streets again for Victims of Terror March. And then they end it with the clickbaity phrase. Here's what happened. Yep. Because, I like I have said and will continue to say until I am dead, we have reached the pinnacle of journalism with BuzzFeed listicles. I agree. Granted, this isn't a listicle, but... I think the only legitimate listicles I've seen on the internet... First of all, there's there's scales of legitimacy. BuzzFeed listicles are more legitimate than websites that use, uh, like, slide presentations. Yes. Because those are designed to get ad views. Like, if you put together a 12-slide slide presentation on your website, you post it as, These celebrities have giant cocks! And that goes all over Facebook... And then people will click through all 12 slides. It reloads the site every time. Yep. And you get it's a different 12 ad, on, ad views. On every, yep. Right? It's fucking shit. Right? BuzzFeed at least put all their lists on a single page. Yep. Now, I think there's probably one site that makes super legitimate listicles, and that's correct. Yeah, and I disagree, but we've had this conversation. You might not think they're funny, but no, I think okay. they're legit. Like, they're full of information. It's huge I'll, I'll give articles, you full of inf- like paragraphs and stuff. It's just designed as a list. Okay, I, I will concede here. I, I, I think that's a legitimate <coughs> listicle regardless of whether it fits the style. And so, okay, I, I just want to go to the comment section. This is a... Uh, this is a story about a woman who, according to the headline, once said she can get, can't get can get behind the idea of God blessing a gay relationship, and now she has a surprisingly different message. So apparently this woman said, I don't think God can bless gays, and now she says they probably can. Or something, according to the headline. That's all I'm going to read, because I want to read the comments. Okay, so the very oh my first comments. No, these aren't comments. These are fucking blogs in and of themselves. I know. This is what all the comment sections on the Blaze are like. <clears throat> I'm just going to read off the first one. We can't read through all of these. I'm just no, going to read off the first the one. Very first and one. this is representative. The Bible, which is the word of God, does not support any of your self-invented ideas. Jesus is the creator. False. <laughs> Who made all things. That's not even true from a, from like who a theistic point of decided, view. <laughs> who decided in the beginning that what would be right and wrong. Uh, also false. Well, depending. Good and evil. Nothing has changed since the foundation of the world. Nothing has changed since the foundation of the world. We're still living in caves throwing stones at each other? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, me either. 
I'd rather read the next paragraph. <laughs> unless, unless you repent, you will die in your sins. As opposed to dying not in your sins. I guess, which is patently, I guess, impossible from a theocratic point of view. It is patently impossible to die without sin because all human beings are sinful. Right? Right. Wouldn't that be the post-survivalist Christian viewpoint about sin? What what the hell even is the white throne of God for at this point? Uh, exactly. The, the, the <laughs> universe's largest toilet seat. <laughs> it is the height of blasphemy to claim God is okay with unrepented sin, or even worse, that he approves of it. Sin is the act of war against God. It is the action of harm and offense against him. Because well, you can hurt an omnipotent being. Clearly, this guy has never sinned. Clearly. <laughs> Blessed be Burns Nightmare. <laughs> the creator's Nightmare. prophet. Yeah. Oh, it is Bum's Nightmare. Yeah. I misread that. Is that like a, is that a picture of Scarecrow from Batman? Oh. On his freaking avatar? I don't know. Uh, he loves us to the point of dying for us. Just like soldiers give their life for American freedom on the battlefield. <laughs> Damn you, I have a God-given right to democracy. Oh, I love it. Keep but then on. we are supposed to spit in his face and defy him after what he did for us. No! In caps with two exclamation points. This story is the reason things are going downhill fast in this country. Yeah, because slavery was a good idea. <laughs> As in the days of Noah, every did what was right in his own eyes, despising God. And that's pretty much every comment on the blaze. Now there is someone. Yeah, who because be the flood that, mind you, I don't believe in, wasn't uh, caused by the fucking Nephilim. <laughs> Nephilim. <laughs> when yeah, when the oh, dude, that's deep cuts Bible though too. The Nephilim. It is. Go read your Genesis. Exactly. Actually, do like it's super interesting. It is crazy interesting. Don't read any more. It's a great piece of philosophy. Because uh, Exodus is boring as shit. Oh God. But read Genesis. Yeah, well, the whole Old Testament is one of the greatest pieces of mythology ever written, I think. And it's and even if I were a Christian, I could say that because I'm not supposed to believe in it. Even if I were a Christian, like the, the Old Testament's not for me. My favorite book. So, my favorite book ever is Numbers. Numbers is. I personally like Psalms from a philosophical point of view. From a philosophical point of view, Psalms is fascinating. Psalms is half David going, "I own the world," and half. Woe is me. Well, I'm, I mean more the philosophical instruction in Psalms. There's no philosophical instruction in Psalms. Proverbs. Proverbs. There you go. See, that's how Christian I'm not. Proverbs, <laughs> Proverbs is a reasonable book. Yeah, I, mean, I think philosophical. I mean, Psalms is a reasonable book because it is Psalms. Yeah. Well, the the thing about the thing about the whole Old Testament to begin with, and really the Judeo-Christian Ju Judaic law, not Judeo-Christian. Um, is kind of cool in itself in that if you actually look at the history of it, the reason you weren't supposed to eat certain meats is because they rot really fast and they didn't have refrigeration and it would make you sick. Because if you eat uncooked pork, you're gonna fucking die. Yeah, and if you and you can't keep pork because it rots super fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that's why. <laughs> Do not call unclean that which the Lord has made clean. Yeah. There you go. Quote in the Bible. You atheist. <laughs> I went to seminary, fuck you. 
<laughs> that's excellent. But yeah, that's that's kind of what you're talking about, this cultist attitude. And every now and then there are some people who, in this context, would be considered trolls, who go in there like, you seriously think that God would be behind your hatred? Like, you seriously think that he would support your hatred? And it's it's one of those things that I'm just, I, I like reading through personally. I've gotten better over time at, divorce, at divorcing myself from the idiotic views of others. Uh-huh. Used to this. It is a learned skill. Off. Yeah, like, and and I would read through this, and I would just feel anger just rising it, in my fume. fucking gut. Yeah, it was so bad. And I've gotten better over time. First of all, I've gotten less angry because I'm out of puberty now, and I'm no longer a hormonal sack of shit. But <laughs> <laughs> I'll, okay, I'm no longer I'm no longer crazy hormonal. So <laughs> I might still be a sack of shit. I don't know. As my <laughs> girlfriend, she might tell you. But um. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's it's one of those like I don't know. It, it's I. It, this is the cultist type of attitude that you were addressing. Earlier. Yes, it is. It, 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 and it's it's crazy to me. But all of these comments are like that. And oh my god, these comments are so long. Paragraphs. Everyone. I, it, every single one is a bit. This one is one line. And hang I on, hang on. Scroll, scroll back down. Scroll. Uh. All right. I want to read this comment because it's from Harry Potter. Okay. The Bible, which is the word of man, actually does support her assertions. Of you read it for the overall message and not just to find specific verses to support your bigotry. The Bible is about love, treating others with respect, worshiping God. If you think being gay is sinful, this comment is really boring. I just liked the name Harry Potter. No, if you think being gay is sinful because of a couple of verses, you might also think women speaking in church is sinful, as is wearing certain clothing. And this person has no upvotes and negative five. Negative five karma i guess they have because five downvotes. the internet is reddit yeah <laughs> that's how i see the whole internet is upvotes and downvotes <laughs> but so this person is at negative five right now on the response to this and they're right though yeah <laughs> holy crap i never knew harry potter was like actually knew the bible well uh, i mean well you can tell this person is probably a little bit more um it's probably a bit more reasonable because they have the name Harry Potter, and if they were as crazy as all these other fucks, they, they would be, think Harry Potter is the devil too. Have a name in all caps, Amalgamate, Amalgamate Lives. Or Lives? Li Amal Amalgamate Lives. Who also was downvoted by four for saying the Bible is not the word of God, it has been corrupted by men. Which I also agree with. Okay, so... Do you know how hard translation is? Oh my god! Possible. I actually went to a church that I actually kind of like, as far as churches go. Um, the pastor has a fucking degree in Greek. Like, like an ancient Greek. And the way that he teaches the Bible is fascinating. It, it's, it's one of those things that um, his whole point is basically like... And I love this guy, Andrew Farley. If you're interested... I know you're probably not interested in the, in the whole Christianity aspect of it, but philosophically, um, his his book uh, "God Without Religion" mm -hmm. fascinating read. It's it's one of the most I think important books for Christians specifically, but also just philosophically for people to understand what Christianity is supposed to be. Yeah, it's it's a fascinating book. Anyway. Yeah, that's that. And I mean, what Christianity is supposed to be is a normative claim, which is therefore subjective, but yeah. Well, yeah, you're right. I, I won't argue with that. You're absolutely correct. I mean, but... the people who are about literal translations of the Bible and who are therefore um, more reasonable and tolerant, okay. their claim is just as valid as the people who 
and I say this as like a diehard libertarian, their claim is just as valid as the people who build religion around their own personal world views. And yeah. to them, what God condemns is not about what God condemns in the Bible. They actively twist the Bible yeah. to condemn the people they don't like. Exactly. Like, like those, the blacks. Those, yeah. There are, there are, there are Christian sects that have found some passages in the Bible and twisted them, like using the term dirty and stuff like that, they've twisted them to apply to, apply to black people. Like, it's, it's fucking, you can turn anything into anything. Yeah, well, I mean, they're... Just they're, like the Mona Lisa. They're the people who take the verses about how you're supposed to treat slaves as, as meaning that the Bible is pro-slavery, which, like... Yeah. No, the Bible doesn't say slavery is good. It just says this is how you should treat your slaves yeah. if you have them. And, and since the dawn of mankind, slavery's been a thing that follows mankind through the ages. There have always been slaves, somewhere. Yep. Like I'm not, and I'm not saying slavery's okay. It's a bad thing, patently. But it's one of those things that humankind, as a collective, which again I disagree with the whole idea of collectivism, but as a collective, there are some humans somewhere that have slaves. That's just the way it is. Yep. The concept has never left us as as a species. But I think I think before we talk about another god, uh-huh. the god of steel. <laughs> the god of steel. <laughs> That's better. They should have used that. Um I think we should go try some of that whiskey. I think we should go get a couple glasses of that whiskey and then come back, have a short discussion about the God of Steel, and then do that. Let's do that. Okay. This is going to be a long episode. But, it's uh, going to come out a little long. But I think we've had some interesting discussion. We have, and there's also been long pauses, which will probably be cut out. So it's not it never be as long the as silence tr- truncation never cuts out as much as we expect it to. I think that's true. <laughs> All right. So we're going to be right back. Dean, sing me a whale song. Sing you a whale. I have no shame. <laughs> I'm stopping us now. But that's why I think that's why I think Batman is like so like, he's he's all that humanity can be, right? Like Superman fucking I don't like Superman because he's an alien. He's not a human. He, he's not us. But Batman is like he's the pinnacle of human achievement. Batman the Batman versus Superman thing is a, an argument of human ingenuity versus bullshit male power fantasies. <laughs> Yes! Batman is intelligent and uses his wits and his tools and granted his excessive wealth. Yeah. And Superman fucking has super strength that everyone wants to believe they're better than everyone else because they're yes. better than everyone else because me, 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 yeah, me, me. Yeah, because, because, uh, because reasons, basically. Did you, have you seen the me, me, me music video? No. It's so good. It, uh. Is it about memes? No. Oh. No, it's me, me, (laughs) me. It's it's a song a a guy wrote that is circular, so it ends where it begins. I love those kinds of albums. uh, Have you ever heard a circular album? Yes. It used to be a thing in progressive metal. There would do... Tool. uh, Oh, of course, Tool. Yes. I was thinking more of, like, Chiodos. 
the Chiodos would have, a, I think they had a circular album where, like, the ending of the, like, the songs all bled into each other and the ending of the album circled back to the beginning of the album. Yeah. Like, the, the riff at the end was the riff at the beginning. Yeah. And, no, Me, yeah. Me, Me is a, a song um, by an EDM producer that is circular, and then he went and made a music video for it, which became famous because it has boobs in it. Um, and well, it's. If you're gonna be famous for something. <laughs> but it's not like, it's not sexual boobs. It's like, it's a really. Is it like it's body a, positivity boobs? Or. That is a way you could read it. Okay. It's like a. So it's subjective. I like that. That makes it art. It's like an anime horror, except okay. it's it's not very scary. It's just kind of like it's a music video. Yeah, it's a, it's a music video, and the music video also is circular. And so when he released it, he put it on a web page using fucking I don't know HTML5 or JavaScript or some shit, so that when you click play, it starts at the beginning, which is actually the end. So you have no clue what's going on at the beginning, and then it starts explaining itself, and then it gets to the end, and it circles. Oh, so it and, did like a cool uh, uh, in cinematography. It's like it's like a bookend shot. Like, yeah, like the first shot is the last shot. Yeah. Yeah, I love that song. Uh, it was That's so good. Super cool. Uh, you know what's not a circular song? What? The song we came in with. Oh, yeah. What was that? Uh, Avicii, The Knights. The Knights, Avicii, yes. I and love Avicii. Yeah, I asked when when I asked what we wanted to come come in with, and you suggested Avicii. I was like, the one everybody knows? I forgot the name, but it's Levels. Levels, yeah. <laughs> but, yes. Yeah, so and and I said no. Yeah. Okay, of course you said no, because it's the one everybody knows. Everybody would hear it and be like, oh, this jam again? <laughs> oh my gosh, guys. This podcast is so cool. It's like straight out of 2010. <laughs> <laughs> EDM kids that haven't listened to any new EDM since Levels. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Dude, bro, you don't even know this weekend. I, like, smoked a pound of weed and listened to the dirtiest, filthiest dubstep. Oh. It was like, it was like Skrillex on repeat, man, like all weekend. <laughs> Skrillex is the filthiest dubstep. <laughs> Actually, as oh. far as dubstep goes, Skrillex is pretty good. Skrillex is it's not the filthy, filthiest dubstep. I prefer like, have you ever heard, uh, have you ever heard Pornstep? No. Okay, what they do is, it's wonderful. That what they do is they intercut, they use the vocals of porn. Yeah, um, I would guess by the name. The vocalizations of the women in, in, in porn, of the actors, actresses rather, and they intercut it and it becomes almost like how Levels uses... Is that a, is that a Dead Mouse song I'm thinking of? Uh, uh, I think so. That that was not Levels, Doesn't whatever matter. that was. It's vocals. Anyway... And they use it in that way, but it's it's like all cut out of porn. Uh huh. And so there's one that's uh, it's the most popular one. And I can't remember what it's called. Uh, Dodge and, and Dodge and Fuji, Fugi. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. It's not Fuski. Fu Is it Fuski? Dodge and Fuski. I think. Yeah, it's right. Dodge and yeah, Fuski. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not an EDM kid. I listen to it as a like when I don't want to listen to metal, I listen to EDM. So Dodge and Fuski did a good song once. It, well. <laughs> And it's got like it opens up with like the the moans from porn are cut. It, it's like, uh, 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 oh baby, oh baby, uh, yeah, yeah. Not quite yeah. like that. <laughs> have you have you heard the Dead Mouse and Melly Fresh mashup album? No, or, I have not. It's not a mashup album. It's technically a collaboration album they did together. That album is literally just like dungeon like. BDSM sex the album. This one, and the Hybrid Horse. It's actually the the album is actually like pretty good because Dead Mouse did the music and Dead Mouse knows his shit. <laughs>
It's it's kind of similar to Sledge Stat. Oh, there's a big moan after. <laughs> See, I love that because they use the different pitches as instruments. It's great. Yeah, I, that and that's what EDM, as an art form, is all about. I there's agree. there's a lot of EDM for parties. Yeah, I, I personally think that porn step is probably the height of artistic achievement. Probably. <laughs> Buzzfeed listicles are the height of journalism. That's true. Porn step porn is. Step is the height of art. <laughs> <laughs> it's. I think it's just really creative to take the moans from porn and put them in music and make them fit and stuff. I, I. But of course, I'm an idiot and I love weird art anyway. So, I don't know. Maybe oh, uh, um, what's up? Dead ma Oh, is it? Hey, baby. It's not. Hey, baby. Stop giving me the Wikipedia for Melanie Brown. I know who Melly Fresh is. <laughs> um, it might be attention whore. Let's see here. Album. On Amazon. Melly Fresh vs. Dead Mouse at play. This should give me uh, the track titles and I should be able to, to give our listeners a song recommendation. Um, Sex Slave. I'm just going to read off this list of titles on this album. After Hours. Hey Baby. Sex Slave. Cocktail Queen. Something Inside Me. Attention Whore. And Whispers. And then it gets into remixes. Okay. Um, but I do want to get back on the topic we were talking about. <laughs> uh, sorry about that. Um, yeah, we came in to segue into this and then segue out of it. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, Batman it's okay. Steel. As we say, this is a show of non-sequiturs. Yeah. So, the, it's alright. The God of Steel. The God of Steel. Uh, so... Snyder, Zack Snyder actually responded to people who say that that Man of Steel changed his man if they don't like Man of Steel and this stuff. You didn't like Man of Steel. Why didn't you? Because it was a bad movie. Okay. It was just another... I'm not sure that it was an objectively bad movie. Uh, no, I wouldn't say it was objectively bad. Yes, I would. Yes, I absolutely stand by that. <laughs> you started off being like, oh, kind of liberal and just like, yeah, okay. Fuck that. It's terrible. <laughs> I, I would what say happens? that like, the it's... prequels are objectively bad movies. They've got bad, not, I mean, I'm, of course I'm talking about the Star Wars prequels. Objectively bad films. They've got digital effects that look incomplete. They've got, uh, terrible, Corny, terrible, terrible dialogue. dialogue. Yes, it's, it's bad. Everything has to be explained through exposition as exactly. opposed to just letting events happen and yeah. letting the viewer figure it Telling out. Telling instead of showing. It's an objectively bad series of films. With perhaps the exception of Revenge of the Sith. Perhaps. Perhaps. But that still didn't change the corny dialogue. No. So, um, so, why didn't you like Man of Steel? It is the hero's journey incarnate. There was... I don't think that's a bad thing. I do, because it's not creative in any way. I don't... I can go see any number of films that are the hero's journey incarnate. Well, so is... So is Star Wars Episode uh, Four. Yes... But Star Wars Episode Four has going for it strong female characters, um, a fully realized universe with thought out yeah. world design. That's true. And I'm with you there. Superman doesn't. 
the the Superman movie kills off millions of people to no consequence. Okay, Zack Snyder theorizes about 5,000 people would have died. Yes, and he would be fucking wrong. Well, they started an evacuation, which in film means in that a lot of In fucking New safe. York. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying, in film, starting an evacuation means a lot of people were safe. Oh, they're evacuating? Oh my gosh. Let me forget all of my belongings, get in my car, and I'm not safely right. get into traffic with everyone else and be a courteous <laughs> driver, and we will all evacuate the city together okay. not let me cut this asshole off because oh my god I'm in a hurry let me fucking pack up all of my shit because it's important to well, me it would be more like Independence Day where it's just like a roadblock the whole way out do you I, know how the fucking for... evacuation for for New Orleans and Hurricane Katrina went I, hey 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 I'm not disagreeing <sighs> I agree with you but I will provide this counterpoint you had your moment earlier I'm having mine now <laughs> <laughs> I will provide this counterpoint one of the things that made Avengers Age of Ultron so weak was the fact that the entire third act was focused on how do we get these people out of here instead of how do we beat Ultron. Let them die to consequence. Okay. Oh, hey, I, yeah. All right. I'm with you. That's I mean, a good middle ground. Yeah, Age of Ultron was not a good movie. Not nearly as good as the first Avengers movie. I think movie. it was a good movie, but I think it was weaker than Avengers. Uh, I think it was one of the Marvel Yes. That is what I meant to say. Yeah, I think it was one of the weaker Marvel films. And I don't think... I think part of the reason it was a weaker Marvel film was also because the studios got in the way. Um, they had... Well, I mean, at, at this point... The demanded that that Thor and the magic pool scene got through to set up the next Thor movie. So, it's... I mean... I mean, at this point, their biggest hamstring is that they have all the movies planned out till 2020. And, like, they have to fit it all into the schedule. And every writer has to fit their work into what is happening in every other franchise. And... Well, that's why I think they're I, doing you know a really what, you know good what? job on, thinking writers that can work in that situation. I'm going to revise that statement. I don't think that's a bad thing. Um, well, I, I believe that... together. Uh, what's his name? Um, oh, he's a freaking... You should know this, and I shouldn't, oh, and I have no clue. Oh, I should know it so hard. Uh, the guy that's in charge of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I cannot remember his name. I, I, I feel like a terrible fucking human being and a fake-ass <laughs> nerd because I can't remember his name right now. I forgot to say, we're drinking something different right now. We're not actually drinking Caribou's anymore uh, because of reasons? What were those reasons? Um, well, I had a whiskey for you to try, and yes. turns out I had a lot less of it than I thought I did. Yeah, you had about I had two shots worth. No, I, yes. Yeah, because those were half shots. That yeah, we, you, you and I each did a half shot because I wanted you to try it, yeah. and then uh, you had another whiskey you'd bought that we're drinking now, so yeah. shall we... What do you we... think of this whiskey, actually? Hang on, we yeah. have to... We have we to... Have to uh, we haven't done this through the whole show except the beginning, so... There it goes. It's about equivalent with a Maker's 40... It's not as, as spicy as It's not 46. as spicy as a 46, but... It... 46 is still better for sipping than Mark. Yes. And so I'd say, sipping-wise, this about equates to a 46, but without the spice. Yeah. Does that mean you like it for a not-expensive whiskey? For a not-expensive whiskey, it is good. Vent for me. I have to look at what it's called. I can't remember. Do you remember okay. what it's called? No, I don't. Okay. So you you go do that. Um, For not-expensive whiskeys... I will say I do tend to prefer bourbon. Uh, 1986 is a good brand. They do some good stuff. Um, Mark, Maker's Mark, again, I love, but only for mixing. Um, I, I've drink, I've had Maker's Mark straight before. 
and it's okay. It's I don't not... like it. I mean, I have Voltide Maker's Mark straight. I've done shots of it, and it's pretty miserable. One more? Yeah, I do. It's called uh, Hellcat Maggie. This is a whiskey that I saw, and um, I am a total jackass. You want some more? No, I'm good. Okay. I'm a total jackass in that I buy, um, if I see a, a, if I see liquor with a cool label, um, I will look up a review on it, and if there is a, one good review, I'll buy it. Yeah. Uh, because I think it looks cool. I, I love this label. Yeah. I think it's badass. And it's just an Irish whiskey. Yeah. I, I like some Irish whiskey. New York. <laughs> Jameson is a cheap, decent Irish whiskey. Yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're good. Yeah. Uh, and so I like this, actually. I think this is quite good. Um... To sip on too. I, I think this is sippable. I can sip this. I can sip this easier actually than I can say sip the Maker's Forty Six because it doesn't have that spice. Yeah. Well, I, I can sip this easier than I can say sip Maker's Mark because I think Maker's Mark is too sweet to sip on. Maker's, it's too sweet and too harsh. It, it has too much burn. It's a cheap whiskey. I mean, it's it's a fairly cheap whiskey. You can buy Maker's Mark for twenty dollars a bottle. It is a cheap whiskey, yeah. and it is. It is surprisingly good quality for its price. I mean, yes. oh, I'm not gonna. Yeah, I won't deny that. At it all. is in the price range of Jack, and I, out of hand, refuse to drink Jack because I, I have had it and I hate it. See, Jack Daniels is one of those drinks. Jack Daniels is a drink that, for me, is more representative than it is good. It's my husky's favorite. Really? <laughs> my husky had Jack, and now she thinks everything is whiskey, and will try to drink it. <laughs> That's excellent. My, I, I, Jack Jack Daniels to me is a symbol. Yes, as opposed yes. to an actual really good whiskey. Like it's 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 not that great. But if you ever want to feel totally south, if you ever want to feel like a Texan, just walk into a bar and order a, a fucking Jack and Coke. Exactly. God fucking damn it. I like it. It's symbolic. Jack is the apple of the whiskey world. I agree. Jack Jack has marketing much much less expensive. <laughs> yes. Yes, much less expensive. Jack has marketing going for it and that is literally all it has going for it. Well, it's not a terrible whiskey. Jim Beam is worse. I disagree. I like Jim Beam more than I like a Jack. Really? Yeah. I disagree entirely. I hate Jim Beam with a passion. Yeah, I'm with Dan as well. Yeah. I I hate Jim Beam. But I, I and I don't drink Jack. I don't at all, and t- unless I want to feel southern, unless I feel a little, a little bit of uh, you know, a little bit of a southern fire, I'll I'll go into a bar and order a Jack and Coke. But outside of that, I I don't consider it a drink that I drink. Um, I usually for whiskeys, I usually buy Maker's Mark. Yeah, and it's a good go-to. Yeah. Exactly. But I think this might replace it, actually, because I think this is slightly better. Yeah. It's a little smoother. Yes, it is smoother. And it has a whiskey flavor to it. Mm-hmm. I, I, well, I think, this... Yeah. I said while you were gone, while I was vamping for you, I said I, I prefer bourbons, but I actually like th- this Irish whiskey m- more than Maker's Mark, and probably probably on the premise that it's an Irish whiskey and not a bourbon. Yeah. Like... Well, a bourbon whiskey is... Generally, like, like I, you can tell... How much sweeter it's gonna be because when you pull it out of the freezer and pour it, it's syrup. Yeah. It's not like it's not a uh, it's not a liquid anymore. It's half solid. Mm-hmm. So that's it, it, that's one of the things that I notice with Maker's Mark, and 
That's one of the things that I didn't like about it was that it was so sweet, but it was yeah. my go-to for so long. But I saw this, and because the label is cool, which I think s- speaks to the importance of good design. Yes, absolutely. And I said all Apple has going for it is marketing. Apple does have some good design. Going back to that Johnny uh, Ives is a genius. Yes, Johnny Ives is a genius. Yes. Steve Jobs was a marketing genius. Yes, also a dickhole. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Tim Cook is just kind of there. Tim Cook is, uh, I think... Tim Cook is really wishy-washy. Tim Cook has been all kinds of back and forth on this I whole think, encryption issue. And I think Tim Cook is, right now, piloting a sinking ship and has yet to notice it. And I think the rest of the world has yet to notice it, which might make it not sink. Perception's reality, man. If, Perception if nobody, is reality. If nobody sees the ship as sinking, it's not going to sink. But I really do think that if reason and, and like, objective reality would prevail, I think Apple would be a sinking ship right now because their products are just not as good as they used to be. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, this is anecdote. There's a YouTube channel who went and uh, jailbroke iPhones yeah. and put Android, uh, this was 5.0, right after 5.0 came out, mm-hmm. on them. And told people it was the new iOS, and they loved it. Yeah. Because of yeah. course they did, because it came from Apple. Yeah, And it's exactly. on the new iPhones, and... Well, I'm not even saying in comparison to Android, though, either, because I think Android has, uh... I think after Ice Cream Sandwich, Android came into its own as an operating system. Before Ice Cream Sandwich, it was always in beta. But I think after Ice Cream Sandwich and, and Hollow Design, it came into its own as, a, as an operating system. And I think Marshmallow... Uh, isn't Marshmallow? Marshmallow is five. Yeah. Uh, what's what's the next one? N. We don't know yet. Yeah, we don't know N yet. Marshmallow is six. No, six hasn't come out yet. We're on five now. No. I'm on six. I've got two Nexus devices. I'm on six. I don't know. It doesn't fucking matter. L. That was five. Yes, Lollipop L was five. You are correct. And Marshmallow is (laughs) six. I. Yep. Yeah. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Um. I think. I think after. After Ice Cream Sandwich, which was four? Yes. No. Ice Cream Sandwich was... J Jelly Bean. After Ice Cream Sandwich came Jelly Bean. And I think Jelly Jelly Bean was probably a better operating Jelly Bean was four. Ice Cream Sandwich was 3.3 or 3.2. I can't remember. I I can't keep it straight. Ice Cream Sandwich was a If I were sober, I would know exactly (laughs) what, like... Dot zero dot zero dot four six zero seven. And you know what? Our listeners don't care. We're being (laughs) that's exactly right. Um, regardless, uh, I I do think that as we were saying, I think Apple has design on its side. Again, the best Windows machine is an is a Mac. No, I agree with. I think so. I think the best Windows machine is a Mac. I have a MacBook Pro, and I have Windows on it, and no. Really? The thing that makes Mac good is that OS X knows the hardware it runs on, and so it can optimize. Even with the Windows drivers written by Apple, where you can run Windows on a MacBook, it is so much worse in performance. You think so? I know so. I'm fucking running it. Oh, yeah, you do it. Of course. (laughs) It's experience. Of course, anecdotal, but also experience. Yeah. Which makes it important as well. Um, I personally, I love the way Windows one runs on this machine, personally. I'm using a Dell well, I mean, AIO. For what you pay to get a MacBook or an iMac or fucking whatever, you pay way too much money for subpar hardware. I agree. I agree with that. I'm not sure how much this machine cost. Um, it was a gift, and so I didn't ask. Um, and I have not looked it up because I don't really want to know because yeah. it was a gift. 
um, my respect for the fact that it's a gift has outweighed my nerdy curiosity. But this thing's running an i5. Uh-huh. Um, I pretty sure I don't think it's running an i7. Yeah, it's an i5. I think Haswell. I haven't double checked that. No, it's not a Haswell. Haswell is the Haswell's newest one. Four. No, Haswell came out like two years ago. It was version four. But um, Sky, uh, Skylake was before Haswell. I know that. Yeah. It doesn't fucking matter. We're it being pedantic. It doesn't fucking again. matter. We're getting too. We're getting too granular. I wanna. I wanna uh, cut you off. Um, Do you want to get back to the actual topic we were supposed to be discussing that we actually introed at the beginning of the segment? No. Oh, okay. Never mind then. I want to get an alternate opinion because okay. we have one here, Caitlin. Oh shit! You switched from Android to iPhone. You did. Traitor. Was it really a big mistake? Do you do you believe that? Fifty percent of the time, no. About seventy percent of the time. What? What makes you think that? Elaborate, please. What What are your problems with your iPhone that you didn't have with Android? What were your problems with Android? All right. Well, I don't use phones like y'all use phones. I use phones in the way that old people use phones, which is like I text people and I call people and I set timers for my kids at work, and that's about it. Um. Android is way more customizable. Yes. Than iPhone. Yes. You really can't do anything with your iPhone. Nope. As it comes, and that's the end of it. Yep. Whereas with Android, like, oh, you can set this ringtone. You can do that. You can all of these different things that I don't know the actual words for because I'm not a nerd and I don't understand this stuff. <laughs> um, I don't know. I've as soon as I can, I'm probably switching back to Android. I'm not a big fan of the iPhone. Android, I can tell you. When did you switch to iPhone? About a year ago. I can tell you that in the last year, Android's gotten much better. Yes, that is that is true. It, it's it's one of those like like Marshmallow is wonderful. I love Marshmallow. I love material design as a design nerd. And I oh, material design is so beautiful, isn't it? It's gorgeous. I love it. I, I every time I'm interacting with the clock app right now, there's like these little animations. Like, it's so detailed. Mm-hmm. There's these little animations in the clock app. Like, when you when you slide over to the alarm one, it has the, the classic alarm icon. That's the old bell-style alarm. But the bells move. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like... And when you when you go to settings, you pull down from the top, you, you pull down the, sh- the notification shade, and you touch the settings icon, It the gear rolls yep. out. Yeah. When you see more settings, the gear rolls as it moves. And it comes down, and it's like, it, it's one of those... You say that, but that's not really material design. Material design is more the, um... The way that things lay on top of each other, and the way that things animate on, I, as they come in. I, I'm not entirely confident in my history here. I think, I think though, based on like what I saw when I was watching tech, that material design kind of started with Microsoft and Windows 8, and Metro. Metro, because I will say, the, the material, lifestyle interface of Metro is a large influence on material design. Ma- material design came out of this idea of basically anti-skeuomorphism, which is what um, which is what iOS has been based on, is skeuomorphism. Yeah, that's what Apple clung to for years. For years. Even and after Hollow was introduced, Apple was like, skeuomorphism! <laughs> we reached the height of skeuomorphism in the 90s with fucking, like... Flash websites where you have the fucking flamey skulls that rotate. That is the height of skeuomorphism. <laughs> and icon turns into a glitter bomb. <laughs> yeah. MySpace for the win. That is that is the height of skeuomorphism. And so then Metro came out, and Metro was all about being flat and a single color. 
Yes. Or like you know a foreground color very on a flat background design, color. Very minimalist, but not in the same way that Hollow was minimalist. No, no. Yeah. Because Metro was ugly as shit. Because Metro used colors that didn't go well together. Together. They. Yes. It was garish. It, it was garish. Metro was garish. This is what and Metro so, looks like now, though. Uh, because Metro took a fucking lesson from yeah, material. 10, Windows 10 is a gorgeous operating system, I think. Yes, because Windows 10 is more material than Metro, I would say. I, I, um, yeah, yeah. well, the, the point of material design, we should explain. The point of material design was so that you would be able to see where things came from. That was the main point. Was that if you had a card, like an information card, mm-hmm. it's still card based, yep. like Google Now was in 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 uh, in Hollow Design. Well, to get to get technical, the like current Android design paradigm is fragments. Everything is a fragment yes. that you load, and you can combine fragments and add them together and yes. remove fragments, and so yeah. Yeah, yeah. So and that I think that by, by extension makes a card based type of design though when everything's on a card mm-hmm. like all the all the information chunks are on cards um the point of material design was so that cards would overlap and it would be like interacting with i believe at google io they described it as interacting with flashcards. like you when you when you move a flash card you move it away and you put it behind and things like that and it's all about animations and making things minimal and and stuff like that which i think is genius for for a for a ui like where the where the save button was, and I think still is, a uh, a floppy disk. <laughs> and yeah. shit like that that nobody knows what that is anymore. Nope. Like, kids that are interacting with this stuff don't know what that save icon is. They just think it means save. Um, well, I mean, if we're talking about material, we've gotten away from save icons because Google does everything in the cloud and does automatic saves when you make changes. Thank God. Yeah. Because that's like I love being in docs and not having to control S. Yes. Type a sentence. Control S. Type a sentence. Control S. Type a fucking page. Type a fucking page. Forget to control S. Your computer crashes. You lost the page. Exactly. Now, to be fair, Adobe still hasn't learned how to. I'm not gonna say they haven't learned. Their tools are way too intensive to run in the cloud. Yes. They just are. It's they have to run locally. That said, they still have not gotten down auto saving. <laughs> like it, it, like when you're using Premiere, my machine luckily can run Premiere. Yeah. But a lot of machines like that are running on i3s and stuff like that, you never know when Premiere is going to crash. Yeah. So you have to constantly control S to save the project you're on because if it crashes, you've lost it. Yeah. Dean. We've been going forever. This is like double the length of our normal okay. podcast. Okay, well, we did tease this, so I do want to read this quote from All right. our... From yeah, our let's, let's get back to this. Zack Snyder says, uh, people are always like, quote, you changed Superman, unquote. If you're a comic book fan, you know that I didn't change Superman. If you know the true canon, you know that I didn't change Superman. If you're... Wow, nice repetition there, Snyder. If you're a fan of the old movies, yeah, I changed him a bit. That's the difference. I'm a bit of a comic book fan, and I always default to the true canon. Not the cinematic canon that sort of, in my opinion, plays fast and loose with the rules. And so I feel like I tried to create a Superman that would set a tone for the world. I think that last bit is the most telling part. Because Zack Snyder, have you ever seen Sucker Punch? Yes. I. Okay, 
I am one of the few people who loves Sucker Punch because I didn't see it in theaters. I saw it in theaters. I loved it in theaters. Really? Yeah, dude. I the first time it's I saw it's a beautiful movie. The first time I saw Sucker Punch, I downloaded the director's cut, so I saw the whole thing I the way it was seen intended to be. Cut. It's so good, dude. I liked the the, the theatrical version. The director's cut can only be better. Here, like, here's the thing, because I've read a fair bit about Sucker Punch. Oh, me too. And his wife and the world they wanted to build and, and stuff like that, yeah. Uh, I was thinking more about that the main character, Baby Doll, isn't oh, yeah, yeah, actually yeah, yeah. the main character. Yes. That Baby Doll doesn't exist. Yep. Um, Sucker Punch makes the mistake of expecting its viewers to be intelligent. I agree with that. And I think Sucker Punch also... <clears throat> I don't think it's a mistake. But I think they... <sighs> Sucker Punch was a movie that had strong, I think, female characters. Yeah, it absolutely had strong designed female characters. after 1940s Bomber Girls. Yes. And that, to me, like, if you look around here, like, up at my calendars, and there's actually a calendar that fell down that's under your chair right now, that is a an old-school pinup calendar. Bomber Girls and pinup-style art is sexualization. Yep. It shows very sexy women. I love the idea. To me, Sucker Punch, and again, this is part of... I'm not sure that they intended this. I doubt they did. But to me, this is part of the artist puts out the work of art and then culture comments on it. Mm -hmm. To me, Sucker Punch felt like taking the identity of the bomber. The freaking B-52-ass like Hiroshima nuke and bomber. Mm -hmm. And basically took that identity and put it on the girl that was painted on the nose of it. And that's okay, what, that's, that's how an interesting. Punch, that's how Sucker read. Punch felt to me. Was like like you take this beautiful sexual bomber girl on the front, pinup art bomber girl, and you give her the attitude of the plane she's painted on. And that's what fucking Sucker Punch felt like to me, dude. Like these chicks are fucking badass. They kick ass every day of the week and twice on Sundays. They kick ass. And yet they are sexy, man. And is it a male gaze thing? If you believe in the idea of the male gaze? Yes. I, absolutely. I don't think so. You don't I think, think so? No. See, that's what it caught a lot of flack for, was designing women after the male gaze. Like, oh, it's just a bunch of sexy girls, and they're being sexy the whole time. But I saw it Yeah. Like, they're being sexy the whole time. They are. But it's... Ah, oh, fuck. At this point, I'm too drunk for this conversation. <laughs> I just it's... came up with the bomber thing right now. That <laughs> just came to me. I was like, oh my god, that's what it is. <laughs> I, um, I'm um, i not sure how I feel about this. Uh, I read uh, an article which posits that um, Sucker Punch is like uh, Inception, except that it's four layers deep, that the whole thing with the asylum never happened. Oh, on that level, it's crazy. On that level, if you it's if you start amazing. dissecting it on that level, it is maybe was, the best work of thinking, art this century. Oh, I agree. I was thinking on a socio political level, but you're totally right. On an artistic and kind of philosophical because, level, because um, oh yeah, oh, it I, is I forget which is because baby baby doll who is the MC, the main character. Yes, she dies. Yes, or well, and not strictly speaking. Spoilers for fucking Sucker Punch. The movie that nobody saw that came out years ago. <laughs> right. Um, the main character effectively dies. Mm -hmm. One of the side characters 
gets away and, like, escapes. The one, uh, Jenna Malone, right? Yes. Isn't that her name, Jenna Malone? No, that's short, fucking Doctor Who. Short-haired redhead? Oh, you're right. Um. And no, she's not a sh- Jenna Malone is, um, the, the current Doctor's companion. Or, except I think she she didn't get renewed for season 10. It's and she has her own that's... spinoff now. She's gone now, I think. Um... Yeah, Jenna, Jenna Malone gets her own spinoff of Doctor Who. Um, no, it's it's not Jenna Malone. I'm like 90% positive of that. Um, no. So, so this blog post posits that uh, Baby Doll is not the main character. Yeah. That every... It's the girl who escaped. The girl who escaped, whose name escapes me because we're drunk and fuck if we're going to cite anything or look anything up. Yeah. Um, wait, hang on, scroll back up. It's not, it's not Rosario Dawson. Scroll, scroll back up a little more, more, more. Nope. Okay. I'm just dumb. What did you think you saw? <laughs> I don't know. Um, this posits that everything was her creation to, in, including the asylum, was her creation to deal with the trauma of rape. As opposed to, like... Actually, that makes a ton of sense in the context of the film. Yes, it does. My reading of it was that... Um, th- that the asylum was literal, and the other two layers, the brothel and the Jenna fantasy. Malone, Jenna Malone, the short, the short redhead, right? Short-haired redhead. Her. That's Jenna Malone. Yeah. I'm apparently really drunk and have names mixed up. Yeah. Well, it's I was I fucked up and said Batgirl. She's not actually rumored to be cast as Batgirl. She's rumored to be cast as Carrie Kelly from okay. the Dark Knight from the Dark Knight Returns. Okay. But it, it is Jenna Malone. She was in that movie from Sucker Punch. Um, I'm sorry. Continue. I don't know. My my and I honestly have only seen this movie once. My initial reading was that the asylum was true, and this was a movie about females, strong female characters, yes. which you know, film tropes. Um. Of course, film tropes. I mean, that's all it is, man. Yeah. Uh, At this it, point, it, it was about tropes. strong female characters dealing with the patriarchy as it existed in the 40s. Her? Uh, no, that's absolutely not who I was thinking of. That is Jenna Malone, and that yeah. is not who I was thinking of. Okay. Fuck this, whatever, anyway. Do, do me a favor. Yeah. Look up Season 9 Doctor Who Companion, because what the fuck is her name if it's not Jenna Malone? Okay. Continue <laughs> speaking. I don't know. Sucker Punch was a good movie. Go watch the director's cut. It is worth it. I liked the, um... If you are intelligent, it is worth it. I liked the film. I thought it was great, and I didn't agree with a lot of the third-wave feminist, uh, Jenna Coleman. Jenna Coleman. I didn't agree with a lot of the third-wave feminist, uh, arguments against Sucker Punch, that they were all sexualized and male gays and all this shit, because I'm just sitting here like, wait a minute, this is... And you can tell by the... Art design, by the art design of the film, which is in itself in fucking credible. Oh, it's so beautiful. When Baby Doll faces off against those three giant, those three giant robot samurai, oh my god, that's one of the most, that was my wallpaper on my computer for years. That is one of the most beautiful pieces of art I have ever seen. The CG is wonderful. The CG is amazing. Oh, it's so good. Have you seen Sucker Punch? No, I haven't. We should watch it when we order pizza. We should. 
It's amazing. I want to watch it again now. It's it's a beautiful, beautiful film. It's the art design is incredible. The characters are amazing. Yeah. But there's trauma involved, and that's another thing that third wave feminists hate is like when a female character's uh subjected arc, to trauma. Yeah, subjected to, or their arc comes from trauma. Yeah. Which is uh, Kill Bill. Like Kill Bill starts with I was shot in the head. Now I've got to go kill Bill. Like that's that's yeah. one of the. And so third wave feminists hate that too, but I'm sitting here thinking, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like, okay, stereotypical third wave feminist. I'm addressing you now. <laughs> what the fuck character do you want? The hero's journey always begins with strife. Uh, no, the idea of the, the hero's journey is you start from some place of normalcy. There is some disruptance well, of there the normalcy. Is normalcy. Well, just like in Kill Bill, the normalcy is she's about to get married. Uh, okay, yes. You, uh, alright. So, I think the failing here is, uh, you explained incorrectly and I misinterpreted. Okay, well, we're all drunk and it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) You you start from some state, you go through some trauma or some, um... uh, The inciting incident, which is, generally something bad happens. Yeah, there's... Something bad happens is the inciting incident in probably 99% of stories. And then you resolve the incident and you go back to your normalcy. Exactly. I mean, this is the thing, and too. Like, maybe in a in a good good hero's journey, you learn something and there is some character development and you don't have static, you, flat or, characters. Or you come back better. Or you come back uh, a hero. Or you come back changed in some way. And, and and think about Star Wars. Again, Star Wars. Male lead, Mark Hamill. Yep. Okay, I'm, th- I'm, I'm saying OG fucking... A Ridge Tridge, the Holy Trilogy, Star Wars. Yeah. Okay. Mark Hamill starts out normalcy. I just wanted to go to Tashi Station and pick up some power converters, man. Okay. And then... He gets handed a fucking lightsaber. Not that. That's not the inciting incident. The inciting incident in Star Wars is he sees the corpses... Oh, of his family. Of his burned-to-death family. Tell me that shit's not trauma. And then he decides, there's nothing for me here now. My family has been killed by the Empire, and I'm going to go and fight the Empire with this rebellion. That is the inciting incident. The inciting incident, in my view, is always trauma. Uh, There are two kinds of conflicts. Internal conflict and external conflict. And in Star Wars, we have... It's all external. It's well, all there's external. There's also internal, though. Like that's why I love Star Wars personally, because the mythology is incredible. The internal conflict of Star Wars is come the to the dark side. The seduction of the dark side. It's like the dark side is like the stripper. Search right? your feelings. You know it to be true. Exactly. I am your father. Exactly. And you belong with the dark side. The, the the it's it's the fucking stripper up there that you're just like, oh yeah. By the way, I've never been to a strip club. What is a stripper like? But um, wonderful. <laughs> I mean, depending on the stripper. My first time, my only time, in a strip club was a mix of... You've been to a strip club? Yeah. I never have. I've never seen the inside of a strip club. I only remember half of it. (laughs) And it is half... And the half I remember is half terror and half just, like, the best thing ever. There you go. But that's the dark the, side. The half terror. The half terror. God damn, I have to tell this story and then we have to wrap up because we're, okay. at, we're at three hours I'm now. I'm okay with this being a long episode. I've had so much fun. 
Alright, my first time in a strip club. Uh, so, at a strip club, there are, there are the strippers. Well, it wouldn't be a strip club no, without them. <laughs> but there are also the servers, the, like, waitresses. Yeah. Are they sexy, too? Our waitress was a girl okay. who was the daughter okay. of a friend of mine okay. who I knew from church. Wow. Caitlin Ashley. No. Yes. Don't Ew. say last yes. name. Yes. Ew. Way. No, I won't say last name. Ashley. Ashley's a common enough name. Doesn't matter. It is a, a common is. enough name. And I mean, we're in we're in Denton. I don't think there are any strip clubs close to Denton, so you have to expand your range. And once you expand your range enough, like Regal Row is in that range, and yeah. like literally every strip club ever. Yeah. So no one is going to find Ashley. Ashley, you are safe. <laughs> this Ashley, Ashley this is a safe place. Someone's gonna go to a strip club and ask for Ashley. Is Ashley there? <laughs> no, oh. Ashley is not a girl you want think, as your server in a strip club. I think the hobo. On my no, no, hang on, hang on. I take that back, Dean. Ashley is the girl you want as your server in a strip club. Me? Yeah. Specifically me? Specifically you. Because you're in a relationship. Not me. No, not because you're in a relationship, because of the kind of girls you like. Oh, I just met me. I like a certain kind of girl? Your girlfriend's not going to be jealous of her. Didn't we have this conversation last time? On this show? Yes. Was it on this show? No, it wasn't on... No, it was during the farm. Yeah, I like a little bit of, uh, of curvature, let's say. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, this, uh... I like some curvature. Ashley has, uh, a curve. Singular? (laughs) Singular. Is she pregnant? (laughs) Nope. Maybe. Maybe. You never know. (laughs) Oh my god. Well, maybe I wouldn't if you can't tell if she's pregnant. Uh, oh, I'm right. going to hell. <laughs> you are. There is no hell and I'm going to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, dear you're God. Atheist, you're going to find yourself burning in hell. Oh. The story. And you're going to be like, well, why? Is it because I was an atheist? And God's going to be like, no, it's because of that shit you said about Ashley. <laughs> Oh, dear God, help us all. all right. God's going to look down and he's going to be like, I can deal with atheism, but you said some shit, bro. <laughs> and I'm going to say, you know what? Fuck you. All of my prayers went to Cthulhu. I want to go to Cthulhu's judgment throne. He can eat me and I can spend my eternity inside the tentacle monster. Oh. Alright. Devoured by the ancient ones. Dean. <laughs> Across strange. We've guys. had a podcast. It's been mundane, it's been pedantic, and it's been wonderful. It has been wonderful. Caitlin, Caitlin, we asked before the episode, she doesn't want to share who she is. She's my sister. If you can find her through me, dear God, good luck. Because I, like, I checked the other day. I have, like, no personal information on social media. Dean. Uh, My girlfriend texted me the other day. Are we officially in the outro? We're officially in the outro. Okay, so that's another longest outro of all time. Of course. (laughs) It wouldn't be Drinky Files if it wasn't the longest outro of all time. I agree with you. Um, My girlfriend talked to me the other day and she said, uh, she said, and you're not single, by the way. She was looking at my Google Plus page. Yeah. And I was like, what? I don't know what the fuck she was talking about. And she goes, you're not, she said, she doesn't care about this shit, but she just, like, it was funny that she brought it up. And she says, uh, you're not single, um, you're in a relationship. And I said, what, where did you find that? She said, Google says you're single. And I'm like, Google says I'm single? What the fuck? How does, what the fuck does Google know? 
I don't, did you Google me? And it was like, he's single. I don't know what, is this a new feature? And she's like, and she says, no, it's just like a Google Plus and stuff. It says you're single. And it's all linked to my Hangouts. And we talk yeah. about Hangouts. And, yeah. And, and we text and stuff like that. And so that's how she got to it. And that's what she signed. It was funny that she brought it up. She doesn't care about that stuff. She's not a shallow little bitch. But um, uh, not that that makes you shallow. Social media is an important part of our society at this point. But um, I just have a hard time accepting it. But We're all old here. We're at least 21. <laughs> exactly. Fuck you. Every single one of us is over the age of 20. We didn't grow up loving Facebook. Um, but yeah, so it, it's one of those... And, and I asked her, I was like, what, where the fuck did you find this? She's like, Google Plus page. And I said, yeah, I've never... I haven't changed that since I broke up with my last long-term girlfriend. I haven't changed my relationship status. It, I went to single, and then it's just been like that for Which, you want to talk about weird. If I'm getting my timetables correct, your last long-term girlfriend interested in me for a little bit. Yeah, actually. Well, here's the thing about my Dean, last long-term girlfriend. We didn't start off friends. <laughs> we didn't. That's true. Which is weird to me, because I love the fuck out of you. But, um, we... we I love you too, man. My last long-term girlfriend actually was It's a good thing you have a big, wide bed. Yeah, right? <laughs> I don't know. You're skinny. I just need that room for my fat ass. But, um... <laughs> self-deprecating jokes and i don't feel like i'm owed sex oh dean who are you on social media <laughs> um i don't want to answer that right now i do want to tell you my last long time long-term girlfriend we weren't actually dating when we were here no you weren't dating when i met her and she was interested in me no we were fuck buddies when we were here at school she i think in the end what ended up being the problem was that she actually wanted a relationship and i didn't know that and there was all this other shit, and really, I don't think it would have worked anyway because she became very experimental. Uh -huh. Not sexually, but just, like, in life, she became kind of rebellious and stuff like that, and I've got no patience for that kind of thing. Uh-huh. Not rebelling against me, but just rebelling against general reasonable responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> and... That I'm an adult. Thing. Fuck you. I'm going to drink and smoke weed and maybe I, I'll go to... No, I'm not going to fucking go to class. Yeah, I'm not going to go to class. I'm going to have unprotected sex during class and then get high and suck dicks. I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> we were basically fuck buddies. And uh, it, it so it wouldn't have worked out because our personalities just so diverged that it became hatred eventually. But um, That's rough. It was rough. It was emotionally rough for me. Uh, that's actually when I became very depressed for about six months, and then I started having anxiety issues. It's I've boring, always, it's boring. I've always had anxiety. I'm cutting you off. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, so she did like you, actually. She was interested. I, I wasn't interested. Oh, let me check in. Let me check in. Because I think this is an interesting thing. Because I'm super interested in the way that you do this. Because I'm fascinated by it. Sexual uh, identification. Okay. Still asexual? Still asexual. Okay, cool. I was just wondering because I, I'm always fascinated by... Because every now and then you'll become attracted to someone. And I'm like, oh, this is a change. Like, what's going on now? I don't know. Like... I don't know. I'm just super fascinated because I'm not that at all. I'm a very sexual human being. And I, like my girlfriend and I, I, I just, I really would prefer to just be fucking all the time. Mm -hmm. Like that's the kind of person that I am. So uh, it's one of those things. 
So I'm always fascinated kind of by where your mind goes and stuff like that. Um, Who are you on social media, Dean? Let's, on social let's... media, I am slash Dean Weisner. I am plus Dean Weisner on Google Plus. I'm slash Dean Weisner on Twitter and LO. And that's yeah, hello. I'm Dean Weisner everywhere. You can find me on Reddit, actually. I've started using Reddit a lot more. Yeah. Yeah, because I, uh, I've always used Reddit a little bit. Um, I've Wait. been using it a lot more because shit's gotten very interesting on Reddit. Yeah. With the presidential elections and things like that coming up. Reddit has some weird political views. Like, you can find all the political spectrum on Reddit. I subscribe to, uh, our anarcho-capitalism and our libertarianism. That's... I fucking unsubscribed from our libertarian when our liber... Uh, I don't think it was our libertarianism. It was our libertarian. Because our libertarian... I might be wrong. I'm drunk. Our libertarian became actually anarchist. And I know you're an anarchist, yeah. but I'm not. Yeah. Um, I'll also say it's interesting that you've become uh, more involved in Reddit because since they updated their privacy policy in the new year, I deleted my Reddit account. Really? Yeah. Well, see, I'm one of those people that I have always been so involved in the internet that I know that what I'm doing is not private. I'm aware of it. Mm -hmm. Like, on a subconscious level, I'm aware that what I'm doing is being watched by government actors. And I have thought about that extensively. Um, more extensively than I've thought about my religious thing in my head right now. Like I said earlier, I'm at a philosophical crossroads. I have thought about this more than I've thought about that philosophical crossroads. I've and I've decided I don't fucking care. I'm I'm so upset because my my thing is I've become something of an existentialist. Uh huh. Um, to like such like my take on it is. Caitlin, I'm only. Are you gonna, an existentialist? I don't know what that word means. My take on it is basically I'm only gonna be around for like another forty years, probably, and then I'm gonna fucking start rotting in the ground, and no one's gonna give a shit. Oh fuck! If I rot in the ground, fucking cremate me. God, I no. No, ever since that episode of Doctor Who, don't cremate me. There is. Nothing. <laughs> I know what the episode you're talking about. I, <laughs> I do too. It's terrifying. Yeah. But but see the thing is in the end of the episode it comes out that it was all bullshit. Like most supernatural phenomena. <laughs> well yeah, but still. I'm I'm one of those people that I don't care what happens to my body after I die. When I'm uh, dead, I am fucking dead. Just yeah. burn me because then you don't have to deal with the remains. I just assume I'm gonna be buried because that's the norm. There is but it doesn't matter. No bigger waste of space than putting some dead body in the ground to rot. I agree with you, actually. <sighs> I think it is a huge waste of space. That said, most of the land in the United States is totally unused. Yes. And, yeah, every and, person, every hang on, I will, I will say, I will say, graves are important for the living. For the living to visit and remember the dead I agree. I, and yes. to find solace it's or whatever it is a very emotional thing it's a but, very it's but very you know what I am not 100% certain of this um this is what I have interpreted from all all of the Japanese media I've consumed Japan cremates all of their dead and they put up grave markers incredibly close to each other so as not to waste space but they put up grave markers and those grave markers are important they're a symbol well graves are a symbol yes I mean... they're a symbol um 
and it's for the living. You go and visit because it is some emotional piece of Yes, mind. of course. As human beings, we love people, and we have an emotional tie to the people yeah. that die, and when they die, we feel sad, and we want to feel like we can visit them again. Yeah. And it's all symbolism. It doesn't yep. matter. Those people are no. dead. They're rotting in the ground, and whether you believe in a higher power or not, they're not there anymore. Nope. And what is important is us who are living now and need the comfort or whatever. So. I agree. Dean, who am I? You are Ryan Porterfield. I am Ryan Porterfield. Which gives away who my sister is. Shit. She is not Caitlin Porterfield. <laughs> She's my sister is not Caitlin Porterfield. No. I, I have a feeling me. that that is a that that seems like a last name that you wouldn't think would be common, but would be. It's, it's not, not that common. Is it not? No. If you look at the st- statistics of people's names, um, like Porterfield is a really uncommon name in the U.S. I'm not gonna Google it because I know if I googled it. One of you would come up because of my Google history and yeah. how Google works, which is a whole. You other could topic you could duck duck go it, but yeah, yeah. Duck, duck, go. Um, uh, actually, actually, if you duck duck go it, probably the top thing you'll find is that Porterfield Castle in Scotland was sold within the last five years. Really? Yeah. Is that where your name comes from? Yes, we are. Uh, our name comes from our Scottish heritage. That's awesome. Never mind you that we are mostly German at this point. Our last <laughs> yeah. name is Scottish. Exactly. Um, no, so, so I, I'm, have a, I have a German last name, and I'm Native American. I'm certified Native American. So I'm Ryan Porterfield. Weird. Find me on Twitter, at Shadowhawk54. Find me on LO, Cheddarhawk54. Uh, I told that story. Go listen to previous podcasts if you want to yeah, hear it. I think it's on episode 8 or, or 7. Uh, it's on one of them. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Continuing um, the retrospective theme. <laughs> right? Uh, we have a Patreon. We do have a Patreon. I Originally, we funded this show through Patreon donations to Dinophiles, mm-hmm. but Ryan made the very important point that not everyone will agree with me politically, and since Dinophiles is my political show, that's that's my show, Drinky Files is our show, Annie Files is Ryan's show. Yep. Um... We all have separate Patreons now. Yeah, we do. Uh, and, and Drinky Files is, is its own Patreon, and you can donate to this show there. Yeah. Fuck if we know how Patreon URLs work. If you want to find our Patreon, go to dean-o.net. Yes. Or, you know what I bought? What'd and you I, buy? I mentioned this on a show. Recently. Oh, I know where this is going. <laughs> I, I have decided that we are going to start the Church of Dino. And we are. We even. We even. Oh, we didn't release that episode. Do we not? There's an. There's an unreleased episode of this podcast. Is it number nine? It's. It was number nine. It's yeah. not anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck. Fuck. I don't know what it is anymore. My the numbering in my head is off because I always think of that episode as number nine. Yeah. We that, did two episodes in a week, and the second ep- the second episode didn't come out as well because no. we did two episodes in a week. So um. Uh, this this episode was unreleased and it will remain so unless I might make it actually I might make it a Patreon donation level. Yeah, make it a make it a Patreon perk. I might do I might do a we'll do that, that episode. For we need to for for Patreon perks. We need to release the fucking raw of episode one, the full three and a half hours. <laughs> I don't even know that I still have that. I probably do. It's, I, I know you uploaded it to Google Drive <coughs> at one point. So it's oh, on so Google it's Drive. It's there, yeah. We're going to find the three and a half hour raw of episode one. If you listen to episode one, it's 50 minutes. 
because we cut it because it was fucking bullshit. It was. It was beautiful we bullshit. For, we probably spoke for about an hour about tattoos. And none of us remember it. No, I don't remember it. I was so drunk. I, I don't. We were all that. We were all just. <laughs> we were doing shots of whiskey and tequila. Yeah, and we were mixing them. And it was, I was, we were mixing, what was it, tequila and Fanta or Sprite, something like that? Uh, you had, you had Fanta, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was glad that my dad, Jeez. the idea of doing cocktails actually came from my dad. He, he After said, episode no. three or four or something. Yeah, he said, you should probably do cocktails because that's and we a should review more classy, them. yeah, than doing just shots on air. And I was like, you're right, doing shots on air is a little immature in high school. All right, Dean. Uh, we have a Patreon. Find us on dean-show.net. Pause it real fast. Okay, well, I'm, oh, okay, I'm pausing it. I'm, we're we're, we're going to do a thing. We're taking a break. Stop tape. Stop tape. Stopping Okay. Fuck. God damn it, I'm so drunk. <laughs> Listeners. You wouldn't have wanted to do this if you weren't. No, I wouldn't have. We are doing for you the thing we did, in, I think, in episode three. Three or four. Three or four. Yeah. Shots! Shots! Shot, 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 shot. Awful caramel vodka. Caramel vodka. We're going to chink. These are plastic. That is the worst chink. Clink. (laughs) It's so bad. It's so much caramel. It's so awful. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Oh, kill me now. I still hate caramel. (laughs) Caramel. How, how do I pronounce caramel? Like that. I pronounce caramel, caramel. Van, <laughs> oh. I'm going to get water. I'm going to get water to chase this. All right. Dean, go get us some water. Listeners, you know where to find us. Find us on dean-show.net. While, while Dean is being a pussy and getting water, listeners, good night. <laughs> Caitlin, sing us a whale song. <laughs> I'm not that talented. Caitlin, sing us a whale song. It's a Chase whale song. You don't have to be talented. I feel like the train's got it for me. Oh, the train is doing a whale song for us. That might get cut out when I remove the noise. Get out of my chair! No! <laughs> I, I refuse. To, I need to be able to control the computer. Dean, we put guests in that chair sitting in it. It is miserable. I hate it. <laughs> I am I know that. I, I apologize. This is one of my... Uh, to give you a little inside baseball, my um. Dean, we don't want inside baseball. Caitlin, my studio, my studio is horseshit. It is so <laughs> tiny. It's a box. It's Do a I little bitty box. You to shut you <laughs> yes. Wait, no. Sing your whale song again. <laughs> I'm too drunk to whale song at this point. But Do you want to give? Okay, I have to ask our guests now because this is getting ridiculous. Do you want to give away any social media? I don't have any social media. Like, like do you Facebook. have an Instagram that you're super proud of? Or? I don't have an Instagram. Really? I actually do. I've started... I have um, a Twitter. Yeah. I don't know the password or the email address, but I'm on Twitter. She's on Twitter. and If you can find me, congratulations. If I you've can. been listening to this, you'll know her name. If you've been playing the uh, the Drinky Files drinking game... You're dead. Yeah, not necessarily that. I mean, by that I mean just having a cocktail as we do our segments. <laughs> Formalize it eventually. Yeah, it, we will. We need to make it, dude, because there are tropes that we go back to. Oh yeah, absolutely. We and we reference ourselves every podcast. And yeah, we reference 
other podcasts, every podcast. We haven't referenced another podcast this podcast. Every reference of another podcast you chug. Actually, I think I mentioned No Agenda earlier when we were talking about clips. No, and if I, if I didn't, then I just did. <laughs> no Agenda. That doesn't count. We've referenced that before. Yeah, um, well, that's that's my main source for news, actually. It's a little... Oh, hello, Windows. Get away from me! <laughs> anyway. Listeners, go check out Serial. DinoNed is a podcast network that brings you, the listener, donation-supported podcasts. These shows are supported exclusively by their creator and their listeners. There are no ads on this network. That means the podcast you listen to is the product, not you. And remember, DinoNet is always looking for great shows to join in our movement. If you've got a podcast or you want to start a podcast and you feel like you would fit well with our family, come on, send us an email at deanwnet at gmail.com. Dot com.